Welcome to week eight action of the All-Star Catholic High School Game of the Week on WSFI 88.5 FM. Good evening, everyone. Paul Shavari coming to you live from Legends Field on the campus of Notre Dame College Prep in Niles, Illinois. We've got a battle today of two junior quarterbacks, Gavin Scott leading the Marion Central Hurricanes, who are three and four on the season, versus Tom Drabeck and his Notre Dame Dons, who are sitting at five and two on the year. Well, last week for the Dons, they had a big victory over Marion Catholic of Chicago Heights, a 26 to six victory at home that gave them a five and two record. And now they have at least a piece of getting into uh, qualification for the IHSA playoffs. One more win would solidify a qualification. As for the Marion Central Hurricanes, it's do or die every week from here on out for these last two regular season games. They need to win both to even be considered uh, with a 5-4 and four record as a bubble team, but currently they have the second most opponent wins in the East Suburban Catholic Conference with 36. I had a chance to talk to Mike Maloney this week about this matchup against the Notre Dame Dons. Let's listen to what the coach had to say this week i'm with marion central head coach mike maloney as he prepares for notre dame this week coach uh you guys are three and four two more games left in the season uh it's must win from here on out if you guys want to see the playoffs is there a sense of urgency right now in terms of the way practice has been going the way the players are right now yeah there has to be and, and we emphasized that on the field uh, last friday night after the carmel game uh, but our, our seniors understand that their legacy is down to just this next moment, the next minute, the next hour. And, and every uh, every situation has an impact on the outcome of the game and the season and their careers. So uh, we've been preparing well and we've been preparing with that in mind. So I'm, I'm excited to see how we play Friday. Last week, a tough loss, homecoming, last last home game of the season. You guys are right there. You tie it up in regulation, goes to overtime. And then Gavin Scott fumbles the ball just about a yard away from tying up the game in the second overtime. How how much of a, of a devastating loss was that for the guys? And how do you shake off a loss like that to move forward? Yeah, it's tough. You know, uh, everybody believed that we were in a position to win the game. Uh, that, you know, hats off to Andy Biddle and his Carmel squad. They're a very physical group, very uh, um, well-coached, well uh uh, uh, very efficient offensive and defensively, but uh, in that scenario there, where, where it ends such a in such an abrupt way, um, when we do believe we have a chance to win, that that carries with it just a kind of a cloud of disappointment that we've got to shake off, and we've done that. You know, our kids are ready to go, but um, anytime you end a game in that fashion, when you feel you had multiple chances to win, um, you, there's a tremendous sense of disappointment. But that's what you know. That's what high school football is all about: is overcoming those moments and moving forward and having a short memory uh we were talking about gavin scott with uh just trying to be a playmaker at the end there and how you really can't blame him for trying to create something out of that uh but in that game you saw that you know he, he's just become kind of a stronger pocket presence and just a better passer overall the season with that growth uh tell me a little bit about the growth that he's had this season what you've seen from him and, and is this what you scouted in the summer is this the the player you expected him to be yeah i tell my coaching staff all the time we don't play guys based on potential and what they can't they could do but we're going to play them on base, based on what they are doing and we've we've certainly seen a growth and development in gavin uh, our quarterbacks coach coach ron carty has done a tremendous job of of getting him to understand the big picture of things and to slow the game down a little bit for him um, as he's a younger player 
player at the beginning of the season, taking his first couple of varsity starts and trying to, you know, find his niche, if you will. But uh, he is a true triple threat as a quarterback, can throw the ball deep, can run, can, uh, can, can scramble and create plays. And uh, we're, we're very, very excited about what he can do for us. And uh, I'm, I'm personally um, anxious to see how he's going to progress even more this week from last week. Uh, this week you got a, a tough Notre Dame team, a really good record. They, they really like to pound the ball on the ground. How are you guys preparing for the, the Don's offensive attack? You know, it's a physical brand of football, just like we faced most of the year in our conference. Uh, they're a throwback Catholic League team. They, they put, you know, a tight end down, maybe sometimes two tight ends down, and, you know, they're going to pin their ears back and come after you with low hats and, and then our defense is our, our defense seems to rise to those occasions. We got we're a smaller bunch from a stature size, but they really do enjoy playing physical football. So um, our our defense is excited to put a hat on a hat and and, and play football in a phone booth essentially and, and try and make some big time plays out there. But uh, I, th- I feel we're always very prepared for physical games. Um, you know the, the the spread style is kind of you know uh, uh, transcended all you know. Um, traditional football teams but uh there's still a few that just put their hand down and run and notre dame's one of those with their skill set in the backfield talented running back uh quarterback who's got some legs um but don't sleep on the receivers either they will also lull you to sleep with the run and and, and go for the throw with the big plays uh, how tough is it that your last two games are, are on the road just trying to, to motivate some of your fan base to get out there uh, are there any steps like a fan bus uh, bringing people out there and with these road games being so far away to being in Niles and Chicago for the last two, kind of how tough is that to, to drum up a fan base to come out for those? You know, traditionally, I think that we've traveled well over the last two years versus the opponents coming here. I don't see it. Carmel's had a good crowd, but they're one of the more local teams. But when we go to Viator, when we go to Joliet, when we go to Marion last year on the South Side, we had a good crowd. So I, there's no concern of how we're going to travel. You know, weather plays a big part of it, you know, perception of traffic and things like that but uh i've been very satisfied and uh excited about uh, our fans and, and what they bring to the table especially the student fans those are the ones that really really matter because they've got no skin in the game you know they're, they they could be doing something else socially but they care about our guys and i think that's a testament to the to the type of people our players are that their peers want to come out and support them regardless of the travel so there's no fan bus our kids kind of make their make their way to the games and uh and our parents are very, very loyal, so they don't miss too many games. And, uh, and uh, we try to turn those uh, away scenarios into home games. How familiar are you with some of their running backs and their personnel like on that, that squad? I want to say the, the, the feature running back is actually a sophomore, so he's a younger kid. But having, you know, having the, 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 the game film and the preparation that we put into it each week, um, what we do know about their offense is that the offensive line is, is big and they play very physical. And you could say the same for the defensive front, the, the down line and the four and the, and the three linebackers that they play. They're very, very, uh, like I said, throwback Catholic League style players. They're, they're run defense heavy and they're running the ball offensively, um, offense oriented. So, um, but it, as far as preparation goes, we have to match their physical uh, toughness and tenacity in practice each each day, and I think that we've done that. We've really challenged ourselves to prepare for this game physically and mentally. And again, it's it's about high school players making plays under under the lights of the big stage, and I I think we're ready to do so. 
uh, flipping it over to your running game, last week we saw Blake Peterson getting more carries out of that slot back position versus uh, Anthony Silva. Is that something that we should expect going forward with uh, kind of these in-season adjustments in terms of who gets to start where? Yeah, oftentimes you're like a baseball coach. You play the hot hand, and, and, and Blake has done a tremendous job. He was our, He's our JV starting running back. And so he's played all year on the JV team. And last year, last week, he uh, he stepped in when there was a couple guys either banged up or had some issues, and uh, earned a lot of trust. So he's a very intelligent player, instinctual football player. Um, you know, he, he makes up for his size deficit with intelligence and and ability. So um, Blake will get the start again this week. We're excited about him, um, but he adds another element to our offense that you have to prepare for. Um, he's multi-dimensional versus a couple of our other guys that kind of do, you know, one or two things very, uh, very well, but lack in, in some other areas. You know, Blake is a good he's a good receiver as well as a good running back and uh, can add just, you know, another a wrinkle to our offense along with Nemo's legs and, and Gavin's legs and arm. Uh, any uh, anybody injured right now? Anybody that might be uh, inactive or out for this game? No, we talked about Riley Lambert uh, earlier. Uh, him having to come off the, at the uh, end of the Carmel game, he's got a little bit of a stinger. Um, I expect him to play. Um, he's going to have probably a cowboy collar on, something to help him out for a little bit extra support. Um, but then Anthony Malmgren again is making his slow way back. He's got a nagging hamstring, and uh, it hasn't developed to the point where he feels. Um, 100% confident out there yet, and uh, I don't want to throw him into a scenario where he's going to re-injure it, but if he can go, he will go. Uh, what's the biggest matchup that you're looking at coming into this week? Offensive line against defensive line and defensive line against offensive line. So that's what that's what our league's all about, and that's where the games are won-lost. All right, there you have it. That's head coach Mike Maloney for Marion Central. Good luck this week against Notre Dame. Thanks a lot, Paul. Appreciate it. We stand at the Stretch for the National Anthem here at Legends Field in Niles, Illinois. Ethan Rodriguez from St. Edward. Sean Green from St. Edward. And Frank Lynch from St. Edward. Tyler Up from Oriel Park. Sean Hemphill from Ebinger. Jordan Jerulis from Wildwood. Nathan Sopwick from Wildwood. Anthony Wiorski from St. Tecla. Brendan Borner from St. Tecla. Johnny McCarthy from St. Tecla. Aaron Solis from Immaculate Conception, Matthew Ponotowski from Immaculate Conception. United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, to ordain and establish this Constitution for the United States of America. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, 
liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And for the support of this declaration, with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. Please remain standing, remove your hats, and welcome the Notre Dame Resurrection Marching Band under the direction of Mr. Michael Wallace as they play our national anthem. We've had the pregame prayer and the national anthem, and kickoff will be underway shortly. You heard Mike Maloney before all of that, talking with him this week about prepping for Notre Dame this week. It's uh, really a, a, a sense of urgency, a must-win game for the Hurricanes as they lost a rough one last week. I didn't get a chance to tell you the score. They dropped a double overtime loss at home. That was on homecoming, 45-38. to as they were able to tie it up in regulation at 31 apiece. And then uh, after switching touchdowns in the first overtime, Carmel scored first in the second overtime, and then Gavin Scott fumbling the ball just a mere two yards away from the end zone to tie it up and take it to a third overtime uh, pending an extra point from Matt Darbro. So it's been a rough go of it for the Hurricanes. You take that loss as well as, you know, they, they got beat 48-32 to by St. Vider two weeks ago. That was a game that they... Really were out of it once about the second quarter hit, but they kind of fought their way back into it. Uh, and then a rough loss in week three against Bennett Academy, 14-10. to 10. You really take a, a couple of plays away in that Bennett game and that Carmel game last week. And you're talking about a team that might be 5-2 and two as well right now and sitting towards the top tier of the East Suburban Catholic Conference. But as it stands right now, the Hurricanes in a must-win game. As right now they're on the sideline getting the last-minute preparations and speech going before kickoff here. Marion Central wearing their white away uniforms, red numbers, white helmets with the MC logo, red pants. 
with the white stripe down the middle. Meanwhile, Notre Dame wearing their home green uniforms. The green numbers outlined with white trim, white pants, and the white helmets with the noted ND logo, very similar to the University of Notre Dame in South Bend, Indiana. But of course, this is Notre Dame College Prep in Niles, Illinois. So Notre Dame will be kicking off, going left to right to Marion Central. Back deep is Anthony Caprilli, as well as Brian Nemesek for the Hurricanes. They are defending the north end zone. Just about to be underway here at Legends Field in Niles, Illinois. So back to kick will be Lucas Pulikow. He sends that one up. Nemesek takes that at the eight-yard line, gives that over to Caprilli. Caprilli coming back the other way on the near side, gets to the 20, to the 25, and is finally wrapped up at the 26-yard line. So decent field position for the Hurricanes. It was Thomas Hackett coming up with the tackle. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio invites you to their fifth annual fall benefit and fundraiser on Friday, November 4th at Mundelein Seminary in Mundelein, Illinois. Doors open at 6 p.m. And the event will feature a live and silent auction, including fantastic seats to the Bears and Packers matchup at Soldier Field. We'll have more information on that in just a moment. First down for the Canes here at their own 26-yard line just underway. Snap to Scott. He's going to hand off Blake Peterson coming around the near side. It's going to be Brian Nemesek, and he's brought down at the 30-yard line for a short gain. Once again, Thomas Hackett picking up a tackle. Uh, the keynote speaker at that at that event in Mundelein on November 4th is going to be His Excellency George Rassus, uh, Auxiliary Bishop of Chicago. To make reservations, call 224-206-8455. That's 224-206-8455. Or visit WSFICatholicRadio.org and click on Events. So second down and six to go right now for the Hurricanes. Two slot backs, Blake Peterson in motion going to the far side, and a flag on the play, false start coming against the Hurricanes. Penalties have been a problem with false starts in the last couple weeks for the Hurricanes, and after a decent four-yard gain by Brian Nemesek, this will push them back now. It's going to be a second down and 11 for the Canes. Far side, wide receiver is A.J. Golombeski. One receiver on the near side. Now in motion, Blake Peterson heads to the far side. Handoff, Nemesek, far side. Gets away from one tackler, gets to the 30-yard line. Still on his feet on the outside. Cutting towards the sideline, he gets past the 30 and out at the 32-yard line. Well short of a first down, but they get some of that yardage back for third down. Canes with control of the ball early. 10-43. Left in the first quarters, we're just underway here at Legends Field on the campus of Notre Dame College Prep in Niles, Illinois. Three receivers on the near side, pistol formation for Marion Central. Nemesek to the left of quarterback Gavin Scott, who's the SFI player of the week. Scott dropping back to pass, rolling to his right, escapes one tackle, throws an interception, and it will stay. So Notre Dame gets great field position as they will be at their at the Marion 37-yard line. And credited with that will be Michael Valdez coming up with the interception. So Gavin Scott throwing his sixth interception of the season. And it's on the first possession for Marion Central. So now Notre Dame takes over. 
10-18 left to play here in the first quarter. Ball spotted on the left hash mark, far side. That's going to be the 37-yard line. Two receivers on the near side, one on the far side. As Notre Dame also lines up in the pistol, they are a very run-heavy team. However, they will pass the ball. Hand off to the inside, running to the left hash mark, still on his feet, getting to the 35. That's Ty Gavin, the sophomore with the carry. 5'10", 155, a starting sophomore on the team. He's had some big games this season. So second down and seven from the left hash mark, just inside the 35-yard line, spotted at the 34. Four receivers set for the Dons. To the right of quarterback Tom Drabeck. So that one's hand off, handed off inside, stopped at the line of scrimmage. And it looks like Pat Brunkin got in on the tackle for the Hurricanes. So that brings up third down from the same spot, 34-yard line. Be third down and seven. Big play right now. As it's just a little bit out of the Don's field goal range. Trying to convert. Snap. Drabeck running back. Throws and... Was pursued by Jake Ball. He had to throw that away. That was incomplete, and it sets up fourth down and seven from the same spot. Good defensive stance so far for the Hurricanes on the Notre Dame Don's first possession of the game. So they're going to go for it on fourth down. Fourth and seven to convert in Marion territory at the 34-yard line. Three receivers on the near side, one on the far side. Ty Gavin in the backfield with Drabeck. Drabeck gets the snap, throwing over to his left. And that one is incomplete. Great coverage on the play by Nick Tegman. So they will switch sides. Another turnover. This one on downs for the Dons. Marion Central takes over at their own 34. As their first possession ended on their third play from scrimmage, an interception that Gavin Scott threw to Michael Valdez. 9-0-1 left to play here in the first quarter. No score. Pistol formation for the Canes. Snap. Handoff. Nemesek goes on the far hash mark. Gets past the line of scrimmage and is down just shy of the 40-yard line. That'll be about second and six. It's going to be spotted at the 38-yard line on the far hash mark, right-hand side for Marion. So they're going right to left, south end zone, I'm sorry, north end zone to the south end zone. Three receivers on the near side. Pistol formation, Nemesek in the backfield, just to the left of Gavin Scott, Golombeski, the wide receiver on the far side. And the ball was not snapped. And it's going to be another false start penalty coming against Marion Central. Second one of the night, they had one on second down on their first possession. And once again, it's second down and 11. This almost feels like deja vu, just a little bit further up the field. Eight and a half minutes left to play here in the first quarter. No score. Now, two backs in the backfield. Handoff. Nima second. He's jammed off just short of the line of scrimmage. That'll be a loss for Marion Central. and It'll be third and long coming from the 32-yard line. They need to get to the 44 in order to convert. 
Last third down, they were unable to convert on a Gavin Scott interception that set up the Dons with a good field position. However, they turned over the ball on downs. Three receivers on the near side. Pistol formation once again for the Canes. Golombuski, the receiver on the far side. Scott gets the snap in the pocket. Now he rolls away, coming to the near side to the 25 to the 30. He's going to take it himself. Gets to the 35 and is brought down at the 36-yard line. And that's going to be fourth down and long. And the Canes punk crew will come on. So good run by Gavin Scott. He's second leading ball carrier on the year in terms of rushing yards. He had 329 rushing yards coming into this game. Second in rushing touchdowns with six. Brian Nemesek, of course, the leading rusher for the Canes. 90 carries on the season, 664 yards coming into this game. Ten touchdowns. So Jake Ball will punt it off. And it's snap to Ball. That one up in the air. He kicks it from the 30. It's going to bounce over at the Notre Dame 35. Bounces over to Valdez, and he gets tackled at the 30-yard line. About a loss of a yard on the play. So Dons will start their second possession from their own 30-yard line. Join WSFI 88.5 for the Healing of the Whole Person Conference on October 28th and 29th at Marytown, Libertyville, Illinois, featuring Kyle Clement, a 15-year veteran trainer of Catholic priest exorcists, who will help us to understand the satanic calendar, our blessed mother's role as protector, and help us identify our spiritual vulnerabilities. Father Bob Sears will focus on healing of unwanted generational tendencies, and Father Churton We'll address the topic of deliverance. For more information or to register for the conference, visit WSFICatholicRadio.org or call 224-206-8455. Don, snap it. Drayback takes it himself up to the line of scrimmage. Short gain, about two yards straight up the middle. Six thirty-two left to play here in the first quarter. We have no score. Beautiful night for football. Beautiful day, actually. Got up to about 64 degrees at its peak temperature, probably in the lower 50s about now. It's that handoff end around right there. It's going to be kept by Drebeck on the fake. He gets up to the 40, to the 45, well past the first down marker, and that'll be spotted at the Notre Dame 47 and a fresh set of downs for the Dons. Currently 57 degrees here in Niles. It was Ty Gavin actually from the Wildcat formation, the sophomore fullback that took that himself on the first down. That one snapped to Drebeck, going to Valdez on the outside, gets to the 50-yard line and brought down in Marion territory at the 47-yard line. Not enough for a first down, but now second and four. Valdez comes out, and Brendan Nowinski, the tight end, comes in for the Dons. Three receivers, two on the near side. One in the backfield and a slot back. Handoff right up the middle, and just about 
an inch or two ahead of the line of scrimmage. That was Miles George. It'll be third down at about three or four. So third down and four as the Dons march into Hurricane Territory. 4.52 and counting here in the first quarter. No score. Three receivers set, two in the backfield in shotgun formation. That one is going to be handed off near side. Here comes Valdez. Gets past the first down marker, past the 40, and down at the 35-yard line, brought down by Anthony Caprilli. Pinter also in on the tackle. Fresh set of downs for the Notre Dame Dons as they continue to march down the field here on their second offensive drive. Two receivers on the far side, one on the near side. Handoff, going to be kept right now. That was Ty Gavin in the Wildcat keeping it himself. And the sophomore charges ahead for three yards. Gavin comes out. Nick Ruiz comes in for the Dons. Second and eight, ball spotted at the 34-yard line. Shotgun formation. Actually, pistol for Tom Drabeck, the junior quarterback. He throws over to his left, complete at the 30-yard line, and brought down on the play. And that was Nick Ruiz on the reception at the 30-yard line. Shy of the first down, it brings up third and short now for the Notre Dame Dons. Here with three and a half minutes left to play in the first quarter, no score. Next week, Notre Dame is going to be against St. Viator. A win tonight or next week would put them in the IHSA playoffs. Third down and short from the 30-yard line. Handoff right up the middle and stopped at the line of scrimmage. Pinter initially stopped him, but Jake Ball credited with the tackle. And that'll bring up fourth down just inside the 30-yard line. Probably a little far for field goal range. Not much wind here tonight to push the ball. Just under three minutes left to play here in the first quarter. So the Dons will go for it here on third and four. Three receivers, two on the near side. Ball is kept. And he's shy of the first down by about a yard. Let's see where the spot is as they will change sides. So another turnover on downs for the Dons on the keeper. And the Canes will take over. On the 26-yard line. Third offensive series for the Canes. They threw an interception on the first one, punted on the second one. Great defensive game so far here in the first quarter. Gavin Scott from the pistol gets the snap. Hands off to Brian Nemesek. Goes to the far side, getting to the 30-yard line and pushed out of bounds at the 32 for a gain of five. Michael Valdez credited with pushing him out of bounds for the tackle. 
Sets up second down and five for the Canes. Week eight action here in the East Suburban Catholic Conference. Notre Dame and Marion snapped to Scott. Hands off to Nemesek right up the right hash mark and gets back to the line of scrimmage. Maybe about a gain of one or two. Sets up third down and about four. Marion Central next week will play St. Patrick. That'll be a Saturday game on the 22nd at St. Patrick. They need a win tonight and next week in order to get their record to 5-4. and four. With the opponent wins, they should be good enough to qualify for the IHSA playoff should that happen. Scott's going to keep it on the fake handoff and gets back to the line of scrimmage where he's jammed up. And that'll set up fourth down and Canes will have to punt. It's about 85 seconds left to play here in the first quarter. No score between the Marion Central Hurricanes and the Notre Dame Dons. Jake Ball getting set to punt it, standing at the 24-yard line in Marion Territory. Meanwhile, at the 38-yard line, Michael Valdez stands for the return. That one up in the air. Fair catch called by Valdez, and he grabs that one at the 35-yard line, and the teams will switch sides with exactly one minute left to play here in the first quarter. No score. want to remind you, you are listening to the All-Star Catholic High School Game of the Week on WSFI Antioch 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. I want to thank you for joining us on this beautiful week eight night here in Niles, Illinois. 52 degrees. Beautiful night for football. As both teams trying to fight their way into the playoffs, Notre Dame just needs one more win to automatically qualify. Marion Central needs to win out this weekend, next week, in order to be on the bubble. So the Dons take over at their own 35-yard line with a four-receiver set. Option, pitch to the outside. And getting to the 42, he gets, stays up on his feet, getting to the 45, and that's Ty Gavin with a big run right there. Looks like he was going to be down at the 40, but he was able to hold himself up and get a few extra yards on the play. Short of the first down, but now it's second and short for the Dons. Spotted one yard away, a little less. So second and inches for the Dons near hash mark at the 44-yard line. Gavin in the backfield, three receivers on the far side. And that one complete for a first down on the near side to the tight end, Brennan Nowinski. Fresh set of downs for the Dons. Still in their own territory. This one will be spotted at the Notre Dame 48-yard line. 14 seconds left. Here in the first quarter, let's see if the Dons can get one play in before the whistle. Six seconds and counting. Snap to Drabeck. Hands off to Miles George, running to the far side, and he's brought down for a short gain of a few inches on the far side, and that'll do it here in the first quarter. So no one was able to score here in the first quarter. We knew it was going to be a defensive game with the way the Notre Dame Notre Dame Dons play. Way Marion Central has played some of their opponents this season. After one quarter, it's scoreless. 
And the Dons will have the ball at their own 49 to start things off in the second quarter. But a great game so far this week. As uh, halftime comes up, we'll try and get you some of the scores from around the ESCC. Currently Marist tied with Bennett Academy. They both qualified for the playoffs. They have 6-1 overall records, 5-0 in ESCC play. St. Viator hosting Nazareth Academy tonight. Marist and Bennett playing each other, so that'll be the de facto championship game for the conference. St. Patrick will be playing tonight, actually. Not a Saturday game for them. They play tonight against Carmel. Marion Catholic from Chicago Heights hosting Joliet Catholic Academy. And those are some of the other games going on around the conference. So we get set for the second quarter. Second down and nine for the Dons at their own 49-yard line. Notre Dame going right to left now, heading towards the south end zone on the left hash mark. Pistol formation, two in the backfield. Drayback, he's going to roll over to the far side. Finds Nowinski. Nowinski gets crosses the 50 to the 44. Finally brought down just past the first down marker by Jared Churak. On the far side at the 41-yard line. Fresh set of downs for Notre Dame. As they continue to march down the field, they'll be spotted at the Marion 40. We got a player down as Nowinski struggled to get off the field after that play. Was running towards the sideline and then went down. Just around the 50-yard line. Well, at this point, uh, I want to remind you, life changes. So does your need for life insurance. People buy houses, have more children, get married, change jobs, go into business. Life insurance is not a one-time purchase, and Catholic Financial Life will be there for you every step of the way. Why not look at life insurance from an organization with the same Catholic values that you have? Call Matt Tomlinson, an advisor with Catholic Financial Life. Call 847-548-MATT. That's 847-548-6288. As Nowinski is getting checked out on the field. At halftime, we'll bring you scores from around the ESCC as well as uh, we have a Sports Faith International Player of the Week. It was Gavin Scott that was selected as the Player of the Week. The quarterback, the junior quarterback for Marion Central. Had a chance to talk to him for a little bit about what it's like to attend Marion Central. Also had a chance to talk to his head coach, Mike Maloney, about Gavin, who he is on and off the field. And uh, we'll hear that at halftime as well as recap the scoring if there is any. And... The scores around the ESCC. So Brandon Nowinski is back up on his feet, walking to the sideline on his own power. Seems to be favoring the left leg. And he'll be checked out by the trainers on the near bench. Notre Dame will take over with a fresh set of downs on the right hash mark at the Marion 40. 11.43 left to play here in the first half. No score. Handoff right up the middle, and that's a short gain for Ty Gavin. Yeah. 
We got another player down for the Dons. Looks like one of their linemen. There's a short gain for the Dons. They're at the far hash mark. It'll be second down and nine. Can't tell which player is down. It's definitely an offensive lineman for the Dons. Two straight injuries with uh, stoppages in play. First one to Brandon Nowinski, the tight end, who seems to be okay on the sideline, but this one looks to be a little bit more serious, a, a leg injury for the Dons lineman. No score right now here in the second quarter. 11:27 left to play. Been a defensive battle. Notre Dame had a big defensive battle. Uh, only two losses on the season, and and one of them two weeks ago to Carmel, which was a big upset. We were at St. Viator when I saw that score, 10 to 8, Carmel with the victory. Everyone in the St. Viator press box was very pleased to hear that score. Looks like Joe Zanka is going to be coming off, being helped off. It looks like his right ankle seems to be bothering him. As now a couple linemen come out to assist him. Looks like Connor Sullivan is being helped off the field. Hard to see with these numbers. Green on green, white trim. So Sullivan being helped off the field. His teammates head back on for second down and nine from the 39-yard line in Marion Territory. Three receivers, two on the near side, one on the far side. Pistol formation, slot back, and a back to the right of Tom Drabeck. Blitz coming in, and Drabeck brought down on the play. And that's Riley Lambert, and it looks like Lambert's favoring his wrist, holding on to it after that tackle. So a loss of yardage on the sack by Riley Lambert. That spots the ball at the 44-yard line. It'll be third and long, about 14 yards, 13 yards for the Dons. Lambert heads to the sideline. From the 44, Drabeck rolling over to his left. Got Pinter behind him. Connects with Gavin, who takes a big hit from Wyatt Awe over at the 42-yard line. It'll be well short of a first down. It'll be fourth down and 11 from the 42. And it'll be the punt crew coming on. First time we've seen the Notre Dame punt crew today. Back deep is Jared Churak for the Hurricanes. 10-11 left to play here in the second quarter. The long snapper comes in for the downs. Anthony Sorrow. That ball snapped. Punt is up. Pop fly is going to go out of bounds. Spotted at the 25-yard line. Jake Sarnecki, the punter for the Dons. So Marion Central takes over at their own 25-yard line on the right hash mark. They're going to be going left to right. 
interception and a couple of punts on the day for the Marion offense. Haven't really gotten too deep into Notre Dame territory. A little bit of confusion at the line of scrimmage for the defensive lineman for Notre Dame. Now we're underway. Gavin Scott gets it. Throwing left. Has Patsy Riccardi wide open. He gets past the defensive backs to the 40, to the 30, to the 20. They're trying to get it out of his hands. They can't do it. He gets to the 10. Touchdown. Marion Central strikes first. Patsy Riccardi going the distance. 56 yards on the reception. And the Canes are on the board. 75 yards on that play. And that makes it 6-0 pending the Matt Darborough extra point. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio invites you to their 5th annual fall benefit fundraiser on Friday, November 4th at Mundelein Seminary in Mundelein, Illinois. Doors open at 6 p.m. and the event will feature a live and silent auction, including fantastic seats to the Bears-Packers matchup at Soldier Field and dinner with keynote speaker, His Excellency George Rassus, Auxiliary Bishop of Chicago. To make reservations, call 224-206-8455. Darbro gets set for the extra point. Ball snap, kick up in the air. And Darbro remains perfect on the year. He has not missed an extra point yet. Canes with a 7 to nothing lead on a Patsy Riccardi 75-yard reception here with 9.42 left to play in the second quarter. Patsy Riccardi with the reception, and now the Canes are on the board. 7-0 lead. It's a big game for the Hurricanes. Getting back to what I was telling you about uh, the reservations for the fall benefit fundraiser, it's 224-206-8455 to make reservations for that event. That's on November 4th at the Mundelein Seminary in Mundelein. You can also visit WSFICatholicRadio.org and click on events. That's WSFICatholicRadio.org and events. So the Canes getting set to kick off. Back deep. That one's going to fall at the 15-yard line. Brought up to the 25, and that's the sophomore Ty Gavin getting it up to the 29-yard line. Don's taking over in their own territory on the near hash mark, going right to left. A couple of turnover on downs and a punt to start their first three possessions. 9.37 left to play. That one gets away. That one taken away by Wyatt. Oh, he's going to take it himself. It looked like a missed pitch, and the Hurricanes have another touchdown. Back-to-back -to -back plays where they have a touchdown. So Wyatt Awe with the interception. It looked like a just a, a botched, botched sort of pitch right there, and Wyatt Awe takes it untouched. 
29 yards. So look at that. Marion Central with two straight scores. They find themselves with a 13 to nothing lead. Matt Darbro comes up for the extra point attempt. A.J. Golombiewski is going to hold. Now they change formations. They go to the far side. They've been doing this for a while, going to the far side. Then they come back up the middle and get right in the standard extra point formation. Nearly blocked, but that one goes right through the uprights. Darbro remains perfect. And the Canes with a 14 to nothing lead here with 9.31 left to play in the second quarter. Great defensive play so far by the Marion Central Hurricanes as they were able to get a couple of big turnover on downs in their own defensive territory to stop Notre Dame on the first two possessions. Got them to punt on their third possession. And on the fourth one, Wyatt Awe just getting in the backfield, getting an interception and taking that himself. And that's how they scored their second touchdown. That followed uh, Patsy Riccardi's 75-yard reception on the previous play from scrimmage. Back-to-back -back touchdowns for the Canes. Right now they're sitting in the driver's seat. Still plenty of time left in this game, though, as we've got at least 33 and a half minutes left of football to play. And at the half, Notre Dame will receive the second-half kick. Right now, Notre Dame will receive the kick. Darbro kicking it in between the hash marks, favoring that left side. Back deep is Valdez and Gavitt. That one up and at the 10-yard line, Gavin takes it himself, brings it out to the 20, up the near hash mark, staying on his feet, gets to the 30, to the 40, down to the 45, and is pushed out of bounds at the 50. That's not Gavin. Can't see who that is. It looks to be Charlie Page. Oh, no, it's uh, Greg Burnett coming up with that one. Greg Burnett with a great run right there, able to get... A good 31 yards, I'd say, 32 yards on that return. Crosses into Marion territory at the 49-yard line. Great field position for the Dons as they try and get onto the board and chip away at this hurricane lead. 9.22 left to play here in the second quarter. A 14-0 lead for the Marion Central Hurricanes. Dons going right to left on the left hash mark. Crowd now starting to get into it here at Legends Field in Niles, Illinois. Pistol formation for the Dons. Snapped. Drebeck throwing over to his right. That one tipped by Jake Ball and incomplete. So it'll be second down and 10 from the same spot. 49-yard line, Marion Central Territory. Nick Ruiz comes to the near side for the Dons. They have two receivers on the near side, one on the far side, one slot back. Now Ruiz back in motion. He'll take the handoff, going to the far side. And up to the 50 to now to the 48-yard line, and that's a short gain. Makes it third and eight from the 48-yard line.
So over at the right hash mark, Don's in hurricane territory. Moving the ball up maybe about a yard or two. So third and nine. Three receivers on the near side for the Dons. Big third down right here. Drabeck rolling over to his left. Gets past the pursuit of the Canes and finally brought down on the play by Zach Guftafson for a big sack right there. Sets up fourth down and long. And here come the Notre Dame Dons punt team. Second time we've seen the punt crew out for the Dons. Jake Sarnecki, the punter, stands at the 32-yard line. Jared Churak back deep to receive it. That punt short and falls at the 35 and goes out of bounds. They'll spot that right at the 35. So Marion Central, decent field position. Starts from their own 35 on the near hash mark, going left to right. 8.01 left to play. Canes with a 14-0 lead. It's 8.01 left in the second quarter. Want to remind you to stick with us for the halftime show as we recap the scoring. Talk about the happenings in the Eastern Suburban Catholic Conference. And we'll get a chance to get to know Gavin Scott, the Canes quarterback, who was our Sports Faith International Player of the Week. Gavin Scott from the pistol formation, hands off, hands off off the middle, and Brian Nemesek just gets a short gain. Are you enjoying this all-star Catholic high school football game of the week? Did you know you can listen to it again later on demand? Visit WSFICatholicRadio.org, click on listen, then programming. That's WSFICatholicRadio.org, listen, then programming. Second down and nine for the Canes on the right hash mark. 40, or I'm sorry, 36-yard line. That one's going to be taken by Blake Peterson. Big loss right there, taken down in the backfield on the 29-yard line. That's going to be third and very long. And that's going to be Lucas Polakow with the tackle in the backfield on Blake Peterson. They've been running that end-around play with Peterson in motion, and he went to the far side and just cut backwards heading towards that south end zone and now going to be third down and 15 from their own 30 for the Marion Central Canes. Three receivers on the near side, one on the far side. Nemesek to the left of Scott in the pistol formation and timeout is called by the Canes at 6.48 left to play here in the second quarter. I want to thank you for listening to this WSFI 88.5 Catholic Radio All-Star Catholic High School Game of the Week. We had a few good ones for you, as I know last night, Kenosha and uh, Catholic Central from Burlington played each other. I'm sure uh, Father Michael Leitner was on the call for that. 50 to nothing. Which, was that, who was that that got that? St. Catherine ended up winning that one, 50 to nothing. Wow, that is a, that is a lopsided score. We had that one for you last night right here on WSFI. And I'm sure we'll have some basketball coming for you when that season starts up in about a month here. So be sure to check in with the website. Just because the football season will be over in just a couple weeks as far as the regular season doesn't mean that the sports end on WSFI 88.5 Catholic Radio. So third and long for the Marion Central Hurricanes. 
as they use their first time out. Four receiver set. Scott dropping back in the pocket, throwing deep, looking for Patsy Riccardi. Comes up with a reception. Don sideline is saying he doesn't have it. The receiver, the res they're saying that he does have it. They're going to spot it at the, no, now they're saying it's incomplete. Interesting call. First, you had the side judge calling for it at the Notre Dame 36-yard line, 37-yard line, but then they said it was incomplete. It was an amazing pass there from Scott to Riccardi. They connected earlier on a 75-yarder. That was the first score of the game, coming actually just about three football minutes ago. So now it's fourth down and long for the Canes. I would imagine they would be punting as Jake Ball addresses the huddle. He is the Hurricanes punter. Back deep is Michael Valdez. He stands at the Notre Dame 45. Snap to Jake Ball. That one a line drive. Bounces at the 41-yard line to the 30, now to the 20-yard line. All the way to the 14-yard line. A great kick by Jake Ball. Pins the Dons inside the 20-yard line, and they'll start at the 14. 6.27 left to play here in the second quarter. A 14-0 lead for the Marion Central Canes, who have had a great defensive stand so far. As I knock on wood to keep their luck going. Canes have shut out a couple of opponents this year. Chicago Bowen, as well as Morse Marshall, based out of Milwaukee. So first down and 10, coming from the 13-yard line in Notre Dame territory. And that's going to be taken by Gavin himself, and he loses a couple yards on the play coming to the near side. So in the wildcat there for Ty Gavin, and that's going to be second down and 12 for the Dons. Just about six minutes left to play here in the second quarter. So on the near hash mark, the 11-yard line for the Dons, second down, 11 yards to go, two receivers on the far side, and that's going to be a keeper right up the middle, gain of about a yard or two for the Dons, and that brings up third down and 10. That was actually another wildcat formation play with Ty Gavin taking that himself, but now Tom Drabeck comes back in at quarterback, the junior. Lining up to the left of him, Ty Gavin, the sophomore star running back. Four receiver set, two on each side. Driving back, Drabeck. Short pass, nearly picked off on the play by Sam Limbaugh. It's incomplete, and it sets, sets up fourth down. Once again, here comes the Notre Dame Dons punt team. Well, if you like the idea of supporting your local Catholic high schools and their sports programs, considering sponsoring these broadcasts, WSFI 88.5 FM will market your organization during the game, and you make these games possible to air. More on that after this Notre Dame punt. That one from the five-yard line nearly blocked. It's going to be taken by Churak at the 45. 
getting to the 40 and comes back. His momentum stopped, but the Canes start in Notre Dame territory. Great field position here with 4.59 left to play in the second quarter. I want to remind you, though, that if you do want to consider sponsoring these broadcasts, WSFI 88.5 FM will market your organization during the game, and you make these games possible to air. Sponsorship packages start as low as $135, uh, $135 per game. We have a listening base of 1.3 million listeners, parts of northern Illinois, southern Wisconsin, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Contact us at info at WSFIRadio.org or call 224-206-8455. First down on the delay. Hand off to Nemesek up the middle, and he's going to lose yards on the play. Getting in Kyle Gallagher as well as a slew of Notre Dame Don's linemen. They're going to mark that one at the 46-yard line for second down and 11 on the near hash mark. Kane's going left to right. 4-34 and counting left to play here in the second quarter. A 14-0 lead for the Marion Central Hurricanes. Four receivers set, two on each side. Nemesek to the left of Scott in the pistol formation in the backfield. Handoff to Nemesek. Crosses over the line of scrimmage for a gain of two yards. And it'll set up third down and eight. Big play here for the Canes as they're out of Matt Darbro's field goal range, but in Notre Dame territory. Likely that if they do not get the first down here on this third and eight, they will go for it. So just inside the right hash mark, A.J. Golombuski, the near receiver, three on the outside. Nemesek behind Gavin Scott in the pistol. Scott looking to his right, that one batted away. Big bat by A.J. McKierney, and that's an incomplete pass as that falls into the backfield, sets up fourth down and eight, and the punt crew for the Canes will come on. Three fifty-six left to play here in the second quarter as the Canes will punt from their own I'm sorry, from the Notre Dame forty-three yard line. Jake Ball just standing behind the fifty over at the Notre Dame forty-six. Valdez standing at the fifteen. That one up in the air and it's gonna go out of bounds at the 25-yard line. Not as good of a punt as Jake Ball's previous one as that one covered a good two-thirds of the field, but nonetheless, it pins Notre Dame at the 25-yard line. Want an example of a false sense of security? How about relying on the life insurance you get through work to pay for all of your final expenses? Do you have plans to retire someday, or do you plan on working at that company for the rest of your life? The fact is, when you may lose your life insurance when you leave a company. Call Matt Tomlinson from Catholic Financial Life as he invites you to share your hopes and dreams with him. To discuss your options for protecting your family, call Matt at 847-548-MATT. That's 847-548-6288. Products and services not available in all states. Notre Dame starting from their own 25-yard line at the near hash mark. Hand up up the middle. Miles George getting past the line of scrimmage. That's actually Ty Gavin. Looks like he might have gotten enough for the first down over at the 36-yard line, so a fresh set of downs. Gavin taking that all the way to the 37-yard line. 
And that'll be a first down for Notre Dame here with 3.20 left to play. They do have all three of their timeouts. Hurrying up the offense, Drabeck handing off on the play to the far hash mark. And that one gets to the 40. Gavin once again with a carry. So second down and six. Hurry up offense for the Dons. Here just under three minutes left to play in the second quarter. Drayback hands off to Gavin. He gets past the line of scrimmage. I don't know how he did it to the first down marker. He just disappeared in that pile and came out on the other side for another Notre Dame Dons first down. So Gavin will come off the field after a couple of runs there. New set of downs for the Dons. They're at their own 48-yard line, 244 left to play and counting here in the second quarter. 14-0 lead for Marion Central. Must-win game for them as they sit at a 3-4 record currently. From shotgun, Drayback looking to his left, completes the pass. Big hit right there by Churak, and it gets to the 50-yard line, a short gain. As that one goes to Brennan Cravens. So it's going to be second down and seven. It's going to be handoff to the far side. Valdez takes it in the middle, just past the first, past the line of scrimmage. Brought down by Wyatt Awe. Sets up third down and seven. Valdez not getting much on that run. So third down and seven for the Notre Dame Dons. 100 seconds left to play here in the second quarter and counting. Notre Dame with all of their timeouts. They need to convert here on this third down. Just inside Marion territory, about an inch past the 50-yard line. Right in between the hash marks. Now snapped. It's going to be kept by Drebeck. And he gets a couple of yards forward. So that's actually Ty Gavin on the Wildcat offense. Gets the short gain. It's going to set up fourth down and about seven. And the Dons will use their first time out. Want to remind you to join us for halftime. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio is committed to bring quality Catholic and local programs like this all-star Catholic high school game of the week to our community. We can only do that with listeners' financial support. Take a moment now to donate online at WSFICatholicRadio.org or mail your tax-deductible donation to WSFI Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois, 60048. That's WSFI Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois, 60048. Donations of any amount are greatly appreciated. So the Dons come back from their near sideline. Fourth down, a crucial fourth down with a minute 19 left to play here in the second quarter. And they will be punting, or so it would appear. Jake Sarnecki, the punter, stands back at the 37-yard line in Notre Dame territory. Meanwhile, Jared Shurak standing at the Marion 15 awaiting Sarnecki's punt. Ball is snapped. Sarnecki's kick is going to be... Decent distance, fair catch called. Not coming up with it is Churak. Did it touch him? And the whistle is blown as Notre Dame comes up with it. So it looked like it did not touch Jared Churak, but it goes all the way to the far side on the 10-yard line. So Marion Central pinned back 
deep with a minute eight left. I'd imagine that they're probably going to kill clock unless Mike Maloney has drawn up something here to try and get a sneak attack touchdown and build on this 14-0 lead. Now they spot it at the 18-yard line. First down with three receivers and two backs in the backfield for the Canes. Handoff, Nemesek, he's going to go towards the far end, and his flag on the play gets past the 20-yard line. Gets about to the 21 for a short gain. But we do have Laundry on the field. Possible holding penalty coming up here against the Canes. Here with a minute 01 left to play in the second quarter. And it will be a face mask coming up against Notre Dame. That'll move things forward five yards. Ball spotted between the 25 and 26-yard line. The first and short for Marion Central. Under a minute left to play. The Canes do have two timeouts to use. Oh, one left to use. Three receivers on the near side. Scott throwing to his right, looking for Patsy Riccardi, but that one did go forward, so it's incomplete. 41 seconds left on the clock. It brings up second and short. At halftime, we'll play our clip of Gavin Scott, the quarterback for Marion Central, our Sports Faith International Player of the Week. Scott trying to lead his team downfield right now. Blake Peterson in motion, hand up, handoff up the middle to Brian Nemesek. He, he gets shy of the line of scrimmage, and that's going to set up third and about five or six. And Notre Dame will use their first timeout of the half here with 35 seconds left to play. It's an interesting move to use a timeout at this point on third down as the clock was ticking. I'm sure Notre Dame wants to get the ball back, try and get that last play of the half, or perhaps give their defense a rest in case Marion would try and pull something off quickly. 35 seconds left to play a 14-0 Marion Central Hurricanes lead. Halftime coming up shortly. We'll take a short break, and then when we come back, we'll recap the scoring. Introduce our player of the week, Gavin Scott. Hear from head coach Mike Maloney. And if we can get some scores for you around the ESCC, we will bring those to you as well. we got a big one tonight between Marist and Bennett Academy, which is more or less the conference championship game as both teams are 5-0 in ESCC play. Back at it, third down and four. Going to be at the 25-yard line. Scott dropping back to pass, now rolling to his left, trying to get past a couple of Don's tacklers, and he is brought down inside the 20-yard line, and that's going to be fourth and long. Notre Dame will call their second timeout. They got one remaining here with 28 seconds left. It'll force Marion Central to punt and give the Don's the ball with a little bit of time left on the clock. Big sack right there for the Don's. So that puts Marion at the 17-yard line on the far hash mark. 
Mentioned uh, Marius and Bennett Academy playing tonight in week eight action. Some of the other games, St. Viator hosting Nazareth. A win would clinch a playoff spot for St. Viator in the IHSA playoffs. Nazareth, just like Marion Central, three and four on the year. It's a must-win game for them. So Jake Ball will be back to punt. He stands inside his own 10-yard line. And Michael Valdez stands in Marion territory at the 45. That one a high punt, and that will go out of bounds. Looks like it might have crossed the 50-yard line, and no, they're going to say it's going to stay in Notre Dame territory. We'll see where they actually spot it. Yeah, it's going to be a great spot for the Dons at the, the Marion 42-yard line. 23 seconds left. The Dons have one timeout left and a chance to get on the board as they trail 14 to nothing. Marion Central with a couple of quick scores. Uh, Patsy Riccardi and Wyatt Awe. Riccardi on an offensive touchdown. Wyatt Awe on an interception. We'll talk more about that when we get to the half. First down and 10. From the Marion 42, Notre Dame going right to left with three receivers on the near side, one on the far side. Drabeck rolling to his left, looking for a receiver, finds one. Getting to the 41-yard line and brought down as that was Brendan Nowinski coming up with the catch. No, wait, it was Ray Nalen coming up with the, with the catch. Notre Dame using their last timeout. 12 seconds left there at the Marion 39-yard line. A lot of distance to go for the Dons to try and get on the board. Notre Dame, a very run-heavy team, but we've seen them with a couple of completions tonight in the passing game of Tom Drabeck, the junior quarterback. Got two junior quarterbacks in this game, Gavin Scott for the Hurricanes, Tom Drabeck for the Notre Dame Dons. So it'll be interesting to see how they progress in the offseason when these two teams will face again next year in the 2017 calendar year. We still got to finish the 2016 football season, though. So we're in week eight. Hard to believe that the fall has gone by this quickly as we're just two weeks away from the IHSA playoffs. So Notre Dame Dons with second down and seven from the Marion 39-yard line. 12 seconds left to play. The Dons are out of timeouts. They have three receivers over on the right-hand side. Snapped. Drabeck looking left, trying to go deep, looking for Nowinski, overthrowing him. Nick Tegman on the coverage. Seven seconds left, and that'll bring up third down. Teams running similar formations, that kind of pistol hybrid. More of a shotgun formation maybe for Notre Dame, pistol for the Marion Central Hurricanes. We've seen a little bit of a wildcat formation for the Dons. They have three receivers on the far side. Third down, Drabik rolling to his right. 
has to throw it away. He gets a completion just inside the 30, going out of bounds with one second left on the clock at the 30-yard line. Fresh set of downs for the Dons, but it's basically first and goal from the 30-yard line here with one second left in the half. Marion Central holding on to a 14-0 lead here in the second quarter. Their last shutout came on week two against Wisconsin's Juno Morse Marshall up in Milwaukee. Snap, Drabik looking to his right and brought down a sack on the play. Jake Ball coming in there, and that will end the first half. Marion Central able to score a pair of touchdowns back-to-back -back in the second quarter. That was all the scoring that we've had so far. We head to the locker rooms. It's 14 for Marion Central and zero for Notre Dame. Let's send it back to the studio, and we'll be back right after this. I'm Bill Wennington from the Church of St. Mary's and the Chicago Bulls. I, I believe Catholic radio is important for all of us out there listening. Hello, I'm Bill Wennington from the Church of St. Mary's and the Chicago Bulls. I, I believe Catholic radio is important for all of us out there listening to help us through days when maybe our faith is being challenged by many different obstacles that are put in our way. and. It's a chance to reflect and just think and hear stories from other people that maybe are going through the exact same issues that we are going through and how they have struggled and how they are getting through their problems today. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio is committed to bringing quality Catholic programs to our local community. We only can do that with your financial support. Take a moment now to donate online at wsfiradio.org or mail your tax-deductible donation to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. That's WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. Donations of any amount are greatly appreciated. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio invites you to their 5th Annual Fall Benefit and Fundraiser on Friday, November 4th at Mundelein Seminary, located at 1000 East Maple Avenue in Mundelein, Illinois. Doors open at 6 o'clock p.m. The event will feature a live and silent auction featuring fantastic seats to the Bears and Packers matchup at Soldier Field, and dinner with keynote speaker His Excellency George Rassus 
Auxiliary Bishop of Chicago. Tickets are $100 per person or $800 for a table of eight. To make a reservation, call 224-206-8455. That's 224-206-8455. Or visit wsficatholicradio.org and click on Events. Did you know that you can listen to WSFI local programming on demand? Full episodes of Pro-Life Today, WSFI Spotlight, Healing the Whole Person, Bursting Forth in Sound, along with our novenas, prayers, and devotions are available on your mobile device or online. For iPhone and iPad users, open the already installed podcast app and search for WSFI. Then click subscribe. Android users need to visit the Google Play Store Download the Stitcher app, create a free account, then search for WSFI. Add us to your favorites playlist by clicking the plus sign in the upper right-hand corner of the screen. The full archive of local shows is also available at WSFIRadio.org. Need help? Call us at 224-206-8455. That's 224-206-8455. here on WSFI 88.5, the all-star high school football Catholic game of the week. It's currently Marion Central 14, Notre Dame nothing. Uh, We always select every week a Sports Faith International Player of the Week, and this week it's Gavin Scott, the junior quarterback for the Marion Central Hurricanes. I had a chance to talk to Gavin Scott this week. Let's go ahead and hear what Gavin had to say. I'm with Gavin Scott, the Marion Central quarterback, who's also the Sports Faith Player of the Week. Gavin, first of all, congratulations on winning the award. How does it feel? Oh, it feels great. I'm just honored. I know there's been a lot of great people uh, that have won this award in the past. I'm just honored to be here with them. Uh, what's it like to be a student at Marion Central? What makes the school so great? Uh, obviously, the teachers. Everyone does their job. Well, yeah, they do their job. Everyone is very... Uh, helpful and wants to help make you do the best that you can do and really they just really grades are before athletics and it's basically just a job and uh you know you're a a junior quarterback uh, one of the younger team leaders on the team what does it feel like to be a varsity member of the marion central football team uh it feels great honestly um coach took me under his wing and basically has brought me up into this offense and I know we've made adjustments throughout the season that have worked out for us 
and um, it's just going good. All right, Gavin, congratulations. Uh, thanks a lot, and uh, good luck this week against Notre Dame. Yeah, thank you. So that was Gavin Scott, the Sports Faith International Player of the Week. Had a chance to talk to him. It's been amazing watching him just grow with his pocket presence as a passer on the field this year. Uh, already had a great, great reception uh, this week. Uh, maybe we should recap the we'll recap the scoring uh, right now here uh, while we got a chance. It was uh, actually a pass from uh, from Gavin Scott finding the freshman Patsy Riccardi, 75-yard completion. Back in the middle of the second quarter, that made it 7 nothing. And then after the uh, extra point and the kickoff, first play from scrimmage for Notre Dame, it was a tipped pass that Wyatt uh, took 29 yards to the house untouched, and that made it 14 nothing. That's where we stand after two touchdowns and two Matt Darbro extra point uh, kicks. He uh, remains perfect, Darbro, on extra point attempts for the year. So Marion Central, uh, the luck is finally turning their way as they've had a couple of uh, rough weeks uh, but I, I did get a chance to talk to Mike Maloney about Gavin Scott, the Marion Central quarterback. Let's go ahead and hear what uh, Coach had to say about Gavin Scott. I'm talking to Marion Central head coach Mike Maloney about this week's Sports Faith International Player of the Week, Gavin Scott. Uh, coach, you and I have talked a lot about Gavin this season as your starting quarterback and a junior starting quarterback as well. But uh, what can you tell me about Gavin Scott, the student? The kid is an impeccable uh, person as far as character goes. He's helpful. He's a leader in the building. He's someone that's a model citizen of, of what Marion Central Catholic's all about. Uh, he's an excellent student. Um, he's probably an Ivy League type football player when it's all said and done. I know he visited Harvard kind of on a whim last uh, last uh, summer, but he's he's definitely interested in going that route if he can if he can make the grades. And he's a very dedicated student as well as an athlete. He's a multiple sport athlete who also played basketball. Um, and when he's not competing, he's supporting his his peers and his classmates in, in their competitions as well. So he's a very um, significant member of the Marion Central community. Uh, with him being a junior, I know it's not it's not unheard of to have a junior starting quarterback, but uh, what stood out about him that made you go with kind of a younger quarterback than maybe having a senior take the reins this year? His, his physical maturity stands out, obviously, but his, his um, uh, just maturity from a um, personality standpoint, he's not one that is easily drawn into – negative situations with you know in, in social scenarios so he's somebody that i can trust to model what it means to be a leader in our program he's a he's a he's a leadership council member elected by his his peers and he's somebody that i can go to and, and speak with if i'm having issues in the locker room or vice versa his his uh teammates can come and speak to him when the issues are going on and then we have those candid conversations but he's he's very mature uh, as a young man, um, and he's going to be a tremendous athlete. Uh, how exciting is it that you're going to have him for at least one more year now to uh, to manage your, your uh, offense? Yeah, I mean, he, uh, the, the physical tools that he brings to the table right now in his development are exceptional, but I just, I'm very excited and anxious to see the growth over time from now until, you know, a year from now. You know, hopefully we're doing the right things. I have faith that we're doing the right things to develop him physically and mentally. But uh, sometimes you get very special players that take things to a new level, and Gavin has that ability and potential. All right. Thanks a lot, Coach. Thanks, Paul. Appreciate it. Mike Maloney, head coach of the – It's uh, Mike Maloney, the uh, head coach of the Marion Central Hurricanes, talking about Gavin Scott. 
Currently with the Canes with a 14-0 lead over the Notre Dame Dons, a must-win game for the Canes as they have a 3-4 record. You need a 5-4 record to be a bubble team to make it into the IHSA playoffs, and opponent wins is then what determines if you make the cut or not. Uh, 6-3 record or better will get you in no matter what, and right now Notre Dame has a 5-2 record, so they could stand to lose a game or two in this week or next, but they're looking for a win as well. A win tonight for Notre Dame or a win next week would automatically qualify from qualify them for the IHSA playoffs, which they did qualify last year. Two years ago, they did not make it with a 4-5 and five record, but a team that usually finds themselves in the uh, postseason. Had a chance to get some scores from uh, the region, uh, Woodstock versus Woodstock North. I'll get to that one in a moment, but let's go around the East Suburban Catholic Conference. Uh, had that game, Bennett versus Marist. It's the de facto uh, conference championship as both teams are currently 5-0 and in the conference, 6-1 and overall. That one being played in Chicago at Marist and Bennett with a 17-7 lead at the half right now. So as it stands at the moment, Bennett Academy, a team that Marion Central almost defeated in week three with a 14-10 loss coming all the way down to the wire. Bennett Academy looking to be the sole uh, possession of the East Suburban Catholic Conference Championship, which is one of the toughest conferences in uh, northern Illinois. Another matchup for you tonight, currently at the half, St. Viator with a 10-7 lead over Nazareth. Nazareth. Uh, in the same predicament as Marion Central where they're three and four and need two straight wins tonight and next week in order to be one of those bubble teams uh, trying to make it into the IHSA playoffs. Uh, I know it's further along than the end of the first quarter, but the last score that I got for Juliet Catholic and Marion Catholic of Chicago Heights, get this one, the 0-7 Juliet Catholic team with a 6-0 lead on the road against Chicago Heights Marion, but those are the two teams that are currently winless in East Suburban Catholic Conference play. They're both 0-5. Marion Catholic holding on to a 1-6 overall record on the season. Uh, their only win on the year was in Week 1 against uh, Urban Prep Englewood from Chicago, a 53-16 victory in Week 1. Since then, they've dropped six straight, so they might be losing their seventh straight if Joliet Catholic can pull out their first win of the season. It's uh, kind of devastating to see Joliet Catholic uh, with such a uh, terrible record at 0-7. So the uh, Hilltoppers looking for their first win of the season here in Week 8. And I mentioned to you there was a battle of the two Woodstock teams. For those of you uh, listening out in Woodstock, the Marion Central fans, in case you were interested, uh, heading towards the half, Woodstock just scored a touchdown. They have a 14-6 lead over Woodstock North. So... Those are the only scores I can get for you at the moment. Carmel and St. Patrick, we're not sure if they're off tonight and playing tomorrow or if uh, no one is updating that one for you. So if we can get a score for them or find out if that's officially tomorrow, we'll be sure to let you know. A 14 to nothing lead as it stands right now for Marion Central. Currently at the half in Niles, Illinois at Legends Field on the campus of Notre Dame College Prep. And the Dons will be receiving the second-half kick. Both teams right now getting their uh, three minutes of warm-up time right now as the Notre Dame band just entertain the crowd here at the half. It's been a great game so far, uh, just a very defensive game. One defensive touchdown score that was a Wyatt Awe interception, a pick-six going 29 yards, uh, returning that one all the way off of a tip pass just untouched. That came right after a 75-yard reception from Gavin Scott to Patsy Riccardi, the uh, junior quarterback, hooking up with the freshman wide receiver on that pass. But other than that, very defensive game. We've seen the punt crew for both teams 
uh, about a half dozen times almost each. Uh, and then a couple of turnover on down stances as the Marion Central defense just uh, stopped Notre Dame in uh, in Marion territory on their first two possessions uh, around the 30-40 yard line. So Notre Dame just not able to to move up forward deep into Marion Central territory. But a great game so far, nonetheless, a, uh, a great East Suburban Catholic Conference battle. I mentioned earlier in the broadcast that Notre Dame will be on the road at St. Viter next week to close out week nine. Currently, they're both tied for third place with a 4-1 and one record in the East Suburban Catholic Conference, uh, and they all they both have five and two overall records on the season. Uh, it should be noted that that uh, Niles Notre Dame, uh, one of their two non-conference games was technically a conference game, but it does not count as a conference game as they dropped a close one, 25 to 16, against Bennett Academy at Benedictine University in Lyle back in week two. And I know the score doesn't sound close to 25 to 16, but it was actually 19 to 16, and Notre Dame. Ended up uh, fumbling inside their own end zone, and Bennett just kind of pounced on the ball, and that's that's where the extra six points uh, came to be. So it would have been a lot closer at 19-16, to 16, but uh, Bennett Academy able to, to put up six more back in week two for that victory over Niles Notre Dame. But so far, really an unblemished uh, record, save for that loss at Bennett and that loss at Carmel. They've been perfect at home, and this is the last home game of the season for, uh, for Notre Dame here in Niles, Illinois, and that's, uh, of course... Uh, pending their IHSA playoff schedule, as right now they'd be on the bubble with that five and two record. Should they lose out at five and four, uh, their opponents' wins on the season is right now at 29, which is uh, second worst in terms of the lowest in uh, opponents' wins for the East Suburban Catholic. But I would imagine that a lot of their opponents would be getting some wins tonight, as the East Suburban is one of the tougher conferences in uh, Northern Illinois. Teams heading back to their sidelines right now. We're getting ready for. Second half action here in Niles, Illinois. It's going to be Marion Central kicking off to Notre Dame, and it'll be right to left in just a few moments. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio invites you to their fifth annual fall benefit and fundraiser on Friday, November 4th at Mundelein Seminary in Mundelein, Illinois. Doors open at 6 p.m., and the event will feature a live and silent auction, including fantastic seats to the Bears and Packers matchup at Soldier Field in December, and dinner with keynote speaker His Excellency George Rassus, Auxiliary Bishop of Chicago. To make reservations, call 224-206-8455. That's 224-206-8455, or visit wsficatholicradio.org and click on Events. That's WSFICatholicRadio.org, then events. Well, might as well get our legal ID in as we approach the uh, 9 o'clock hour here. There we go. You are listening to the All-Star Catholic High School Game of the Week on WSFI Antioch, 88.5 FM, Catholic Radio. Got to fulfill our our FCC requirement here. 88.5 88.5 FM, tower based out of Antioch. Doing great things at that station. Uh, please check out the website, wsficatholicradio.org. I mentioned those uh, those events that you could uh, be a part of, ways to, uh, to donate and participate, hear more games like this, hear more great programming on the station. So the teams are getting set right now. The receiving team for Notre Dame on the field right now. So it's going to be Michael Valdez and Ty Gavin back deep for the Dons as Matt Darbro setting up 
The football at the 40-yard line towards the left hash mark. Kane's going left to right. Don's going right to left here in the third quarter. 14-0 lead for Marion Central as we're getting set to start the second half here in Niles, Illinois at Legends Field on the campus of Notre Dame College Prep. Darbro's kick is up, and that's a pop fly at the 35. Fair catch called at the 33-yard line by Brendan Cravens. So a short, short kick for Darbro. Marion Central trying to maybe use their speed there to try and get to Cravens as that is a live ball before the fair catch is caught. 33-yard line is where the Dons will start in their own territory. Dons were able to pick off Gavin Scott and start with great field position on their first possession of the game as the Canes started with the ball. Now in the second half, the Dons trying to chip into that lead. It's going to be a keeper for Ty Gavin. Gets past the line of scrimmage, staying on his feet, pumping away. Gets about a gain of five there all the way up to the 38-yard line towards the near hash mark. It's that wildcat formation that we've seen the Dons slip in here and there. So they tend to favor Ty Gavin in the Wildcat and quarterback Tom Drabeck on the sideline, who is currently there. Two in the backfield from the shotgun. Gavin going to take it himself. Gets to the 40 on the near side. To the 45, cutting the outside. Crosses the 50 and pushed out of bounds at the 47-yard line. Wyatt Awe getting him out of bounds there, keeping Gavin from breaking all the way to the end zone. Ty Gavin really has been stopped uh, for the most part. Not a, not a lot of yardage tonight for Gavin, but you see right there is he's able to pick up about 20 yards here to start the second half. So the Dons getting into Marion Central territory. 11-22 left to play here in the third quarter, a 14-0 Marion Central lead. Gavin going to go the other way with it to the far side, cross the 45 to the 40. He's got room. Chasing him is Caprilli. Getting to the 20-yard line, and Caprilli brings him down at the 19-yard line. They'll spot it at the 20. Great run there by Ty Gavin. As he's able to get 50 yards here on three carries to start the second half. So that Notre Dame running game really waking up here and marching right down the field. This is about the furthest we've seen Notre Dame get the ball into Marion territory. Let's see if they can push it all the way to the end zone here in the third quarter. 11 minutes left to play. Ty Gavin remaining in the field. He'll keep it there. Crosses the 20. Going to the far side. Cuts inside that hash mark into the 10-yard line. Looks like it's going to be another Notre Dame Dons first down, if not very close. So it will be a first down, first and goal from the 10-yard line for the Dons. 10.45 left to play in the third quarter. Dons have yet to get on the board. They trail 14-0 to Marion Central. Gavin once again from the Wildcat. Going to take it himself to the 10-yard line. Far hash mark brought down at about the 6-yard line. Short gain right there. Brings up second down and goal for the Notre Dame Dons. Hundred and sixteen yards for Gavin on sixteen carries. About half of those coming just on this first drive of the second half. 
Second down and goal from the six-yard line. Once again, going to Gavin. Gets to the five-yard line. A short game there. It sets up third down and goal. Big goal line defense right now for the Canes, trying to keep the Dons out of the end zone. Just under 10 minutes left to play here in the third. Don's opting to go with that Wildcat offense. Once again, snap to Gavin. Going to the left-hand side. Crosses the five. Wyatt Awe brings him down at the five-yard line, and that's fourth and goal right up the middle. 9-14 and counting. Let's see what the Dons decide to do on fourth and goal from the five. Don's trail 14-0. I think they want to go for it. Ty Gavin once again. Going to be in shotgun. Wildcat formation. Two receivers, one on each side on the far end. Snapped. Gavin rolling right. Throwing. End zone. Connects with a touchdown. Touchdown for the Notre Dame Dons, and they get on the board. And pending the extra point, they can cut the Canes lead in half. Ty Gavin carries the ball, and Ty Gavin throws for a touchdown. Connects on the play with Brendan Cravens on the far end of the end zone in the corner. And now an extra point attempt coming up for the Dons, who currently trail 14-6. to Able to come out and score on this first possession of three minutes and 17 seconds into the third quarter. Extra point is up. It's a line drive, and it is good. And now the lead has been cut in half. Marion Central, the 14-7 to lead. Five yard pass from Gavin to Cravens. Extra point good. And it's a 14 to 7 Marion Central lead. So Notre Dame will be kicking off right to left to Marion Central. 8.43 left in the third quarter. Back deep is Nemesek and Caprilli. So that one bounces at the 20-yard line. That's going to be taken by Churak. Coming to the near side, crossing the 30-yard line, brought down on the play by Thomas Hackett of the Notre Dame Dons. So Marion Central starting at their own 30-yard line, going left to right on the right hash mark. The near side, Gavin Scott addressing the huddle. 
They break from the huddle with A.J. Golombuski on the near side receiver, three on the far side. Brian Nemesek to the right of Scott in the backfield in the pistol formation. Scott looking left, throwing, and overthrowing on the play. Wyatt Awe, Patsy Riccardi escaping from the coverage. Didn't get near him, so incomplete pass from Scott looking for Wyatt Awe, and it'll be second down and 10 from the same spot, the Marion 30-yard line. They break from the huddle with two receivers on the near side, Riccardi and Golombuski. Looks like Wyatt on the far side, two in the backfield on each side. Handoff, end around, going to the left, Nemesek. Gets to the 30-yard line, trying to cut in, gets a couple of yards. Short gain of about two or three on the far hash marks. Sets up third and seven for the Marion Central Hurricanes. 8-16 and counting, left to play in the third quarter, a 14-7 Canes lead. Don's able to score here in the third quarter for their first touchdown. Ty Gavin connecting with Brendan Cravens for a five-yard pass on fourth down. So third down and six for the Hurricanes. Two on the near side, one on the far side. In motion. Now Scott rolling over to his right. He's going to take it himself. Gets a block. Scott gets to the 40-yard line. Let's see where they spot it. Will be enough for a first down. It was a great, great block there by Anthony Malmgren, who is the back in motion. Malmgren putting a big block on the big man, Ahmed Greaves, the 5'11", 265 senior defensive lineman for the Notre Dame Dons. So where they do spot it, it's at the 42-yard line, a fresh set of downs for the Marion Central Hurricanes. 7.42 left to play here in the third quarter. And it's first down on the near hash mark. Golombuski and Malmgren on the near side. Two receivers on the far side. Nemesek a little bit behind Scott and to the right. The, sna- the handoff is fumbled by Nemesek. The Dons claim that they have it. There's a scrum, and the Dons do come up with it at the bottom of the pile. Just a missed handoff connection at the 42-yard line, and the Dons take over in Marion territory. Second turnover of the game for Marion Central. Nemesek just not able to get control of the ball, and the Dons will take over at the 42-yard line, going right to left. 7.38 left to play here in the third quarter, a 14-7 Marion Central lead. Now it looks like uh, quarterback Tom Drabeck is in the game as the last possession. Oh, no, it is It is uh, still the Wildcat with Ty Gavin. Delay of game penalty. Pushes the ball back five yards. Still in Marion territory. It's going to be spotted at the 47, first down and 15. Don's opting to go with that Wildcat offense. The sophomore running back Ty Gavin in the backfield. From shotgun, Gavin takes it himself right up the middle, past the 45 to the 43-yard line. Just about back to the original spot of the beginning of the first down chain. So second down, second and 11 from where they spot it. 
at the 43. Ty Gavin, once again, wildcat formation. He stands at the 48. Snap to Gavin. He's going to run to the right. Gets past the 45 to the 40 on the far hash mark. Short gain on the play. Sets up third down and about eight for the Dons. Spotted at the Marion 40 on the right hash mark. 6.46 and counting. Left to play here in the third quarter. Big third down for the Dons right here. Marion Central player almost jumped off sides. Could have been Ben Keller, but he hops back in. Trying to draw Marion Central offside. Now the snap over to Gavin. He runs over to the left-hand side, crosses the 40 to the 35, brought down at the 34, just shy of the first down marker. Now a big decision for the Dons. It'll be fourth down and two. Oh, there is a flag on the field. Holding, coming against Notre Dame. So that one will be coming back. So instead of fourth and two, be third and long. Haven't seen a lot of penalties here tonight. Possibly maybe the second holding penalty we've only really seen. Some games we see a lot of them. That St. Viator game, a lot of holding penalties coming against the St. Viator Lions in that game. Saw that with the Marist Red Wings back in week four. So third and 18 back in Notre Dame territory at their own 49-yard line. 6.02 and counting left to play here in the third quarter. Snapped, Drabik, who's back in the game, rolling to his right at the 40. Has to throw it, connects at the 45-yard line in Marion Territory, well short of the first down. It'll be fourth and long. Connecting with Luke Schutt on the play. Oh, it's actually Luke Schutt that came in at quarterback in for Tom Drabeck. Schutt, a junior quarterback. Dons will end up punting the ball from his own 45. Sarnecki puts the ball in the air. Chirac lets it bounce in front of him at the 15, and he'll just let Notre Dame down that ball at about the 12-yard line. Hurricanes pinned back near their end zone, 12 yards away, 542 left to play. The Canes holding on to a 14-7 lead. Join WSFI 88.5 FM for the Healing the Whole Person Conference on October 28th and 29th at Marytown, Libertyville, Illinois, featuring Kyle Clement, a 15-year veteran trainer of Catholic priest exorcists who will help us to understand the satanic calendar, our blessed mother's role as protector, and help us identify our spiritual vulnerabilities. More on that coming up. First down for the Canes at their own 12-yard line. In motion, Riccardi coming to the near side. Scott dropping back, looking to the right, looking for Riccardi. That one nearly picked off, throwing underneath Riccardi. As that one is knocked down by Jake Martin. 
Father Bob Sears is going to focus on healing of unwanted generational tendencies. Father Jim Curtin will address the topic of deliverance, and that's the Healing the Whole Person Conference on October 28th, 29th at Marytown, Libertyville, Illinois. For more information or to register for the conference, visit WSFICatholicRadio.org or call 224-206-8455. Second down right now, handoff coming back to the near side, Nemesek, and he's brought down for a loss of two on the right hash mark, and that'll set up third and long for the Canes. Mario Olavella on the tackle. Third down and 11. Near hash mark, 12-yard line. Five minutes and counting left in the third quarter. A little bit of a mix-up in the backfield. It's two backs flank Gavin Scott in the pistol. Scott dropping back, looking to his left. Now he has to escape pursuit. Trying to escape the Don's tacklers, and he gets back to the line of scrimmage. So it'll probably mark him down for a short loss. So fourth and long, and the Canes punt team has to come in here with four and a half minutes left in the third quarter. 14-7, Marion Central lead here at Notre Dame. Big Week 8 action game as both teams are looking for the playoffs. Marion Central needs to win out here and next week at St. Patrick in order to be considered. Notre Dame is guaranteed in with a victory here or a victory at St. Viator next week. Jake Ball punting from the goal line. Gets that one all the way to the 50. Valdez catches that back at the 48. Now he crosses into Marion territory to the 35-yard line and brought down. A 16-yard return for Valdez right up the middle, and Notre Dame's got great field position as they start from the Marion 35 here with exactly four minutes left in the third quarter. Life changes, so does your need for life insurance. People buy houses, have more children, get married, change jobs, go into business. Life insurance isn't a one-time purchase, and Catholic Financial Life will be there for you every step of the way. Why not look at life insurance from an organization with the same Catholic values that you have? Call Matt Tomlinson, an advisor with Catholic Financial Life. Call 847-548-MATT. That's 847-548-6288. Don's first down, going to Ty Gavin up the middle. Short gain as he crosses the 35 to the 34-yard line. It's been all Ty Gavin here in the second half. Over 100 yards rushing on the night. 123. Most of them coming in the second half. Gavin once again in the backfield. He's going to roll to his right this time. Crosses the 35 over to the 30. Gets past a couple of Marion Central tacklers, shy of the first down, but inside the 30-yard line. It's going to set up third down and short. About a yard or two for the Dons here with 3.13 left in the third quarter. They'll put him down at the 28-yard line on the far hash mark. Dons going right to left. Two slot backs. Gavin once again in the backfield. Two receivers. Gavin takes it up the middle, past the 30, jammed up at the line, now gets to the 24-yard line, well enough for a first down. A reset of downs 
for the Dons. Here with 2.45 left to play in the third quarter. Dons trail by a touchdown, 14-7. to Still too early to call, but will Marion Central end up in overtime for the second straight week? So Valdez from the Wildcat. He'll take it to the outside on the right, to the 25. Cutting back into the 20. Gain of six yards, five yards. It sets up second down. Cutting the... Cutting it in half, it'll be second and six, marked at the 20-yard line. 2.08 left to play and counting. Far hash mark. Valdez back in the backfield once again. Giving Ty Gavin a breather. Valdez grabs it. He's going to roll to the left. Going to the 20. Spins around and gets to the 19-yard line. Shy of a first down. It'll set up third down and four. Probably call that third and five with 137 and counting left to play here in the third. From the near hash mark, ball spotted at the 20-yard line, third down at about five yards, six yards to go for the Notre Dame Dons. Trying to march down the field. Here's Ty Gavin back in the game. Goes right up the that hash mark, past the first down marker, and over to the 15-yard line. They might have to bring out the chains for this one. Let's see where the spot is. Don's offense signaling like they have the first down. And it is a first down, so they move the chains down. A fresh set of downs for the Notre Dame Dons. 108 left to play here in the third quarter. Marion Central holding on to a 14-7 lead. They scored both their touchdowns back in the second quarter. Gavin's going to take it himself. Gets a few yards on that one. Jake Ball able to drag him down, but he still gains a few yards on the play. Second down and eight coming up for the Notre Dame Dons. Under a minute left to play, 44 seconds, and ticking away here in the third quarter. Ty Gavin once again in Wildcat. Slot back in motion, cutting the left. Gavin gets the snap, takes it to the 10-yard line. Meets a Anthony Caprilli at the sideline, at the 5-yard line. Might be just shy of a first down. By about a yard, third and short coming up for the Dons. Inside the 10-yard line. Last time they were in the red zone, it was the sophomore running back Ty Gavin as the Wildcat quarterback connecting with Brandon Cravens. And now they draw Marion Central offsides. And that'll be a fresh set of downs. It'll be first down and goal coming up. They're going to put them halfway between the five-yard line and the goal line, so the two-and-a-half-yard line. First and goal for the Dons. 27 seconds left to play here in the third quarter. Two slot backs, two wide receivers. Gavin, standing at the nine-yard line, takes the snap and brings it in. 
Touchdown for Ty Gavin, taking it all the way himself, the two and a half yards he needed for the touchdown, and pending an extra point, we may have a tie game. So, Marion Central scoring two touchdowns in the second quarter, and in the third quarter, Notre Dame answering back with two of their own. So, so a false start for the Dons on the extra point attempt pushes them back five yards. 14-13 lead as it stands at the moment for Marion Central. Extra point coming up. This one's going to be 25 yards away for the Notre Dame kicker. Ball snapped. It's up end over end, and it's good. And we are tied at 14 here with 24 seconds left in the third quarter. We've got an exciting fourth quarter coming up for you shortly. And if you're enjoying this All-Star Catholic High School football game of the week, did you know that you can listen to it again later on demand? I'm sure you're going to want to. This is a good one we got, folks. Visit WSFICatholicRadio.org. Click on Listen, Then Programming. That's WSFICatholicRadio.org. Listen, Then Programming. Back-to-back -back weeks here on a Friday for Marion Central. We've got exciting football on WSFI 88.5. As last week, we had a double overtime Carmel victory over Marion Central. Those are two teams in our broadcast area that we broadcast semi-regularly. And now here in Niles, Illinois, just a little bit outside of the WSFA, uh, SFI broadcast range, Marion Central now tied with Notre Dame here at Notre Dame. 24 seconds left to play in the third quarter. Notre Dame kicking off right to left to Marion Central. Back deep is Brian Nemasek on the far end. And Anthony Caprilli on the near side. They stand at the five-yard line. Kick is up. Well kick fielded by Caprilli at the 10-yard line. Hands off to Nemasek. Nemasek coming to the near side to the 20. Escapes one tackle and gets down to the 27-yard line on the near side. 17 seconds left, and Marion will take over at the Notre Dame 28-yard line. Three receivers on the far side, one on the near side. Nemesek to the right of Gavin Scott from the pistol. Handoff, Nemesek goes to the far end, gets across the 30 and down at the 32, but we've got a flag coming in late on the play. Stops the clock at 11 and a half seconds, and we've got a penalty coming up against Marion Central. That's going to be a hold coming up. It's back to the 17-yard line. It's going to be first down and 19. Mm -hmm. 
And the clock runs out here in the third quarter. Marion Central inside the 20-yard line. Bad field position and a first and long coming up here for the fourth quarter. Do you like the idea of supporting our local Catholic high schools and their sports programs? Consider sponsoring these broadcasts. WSFI 88.5 FM will market your organization during the game, and you'd make these games possible to air. Sponsorship packages start as low as $135 per game. We reach up to 1.3 million listeners in parts of northern Illinois and southern Wisconsin, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Contact us at info at WSFIRadio.org or call 224-206-8455. That's 224-206-8455. So through three, a tie game at 14. The last time we were tied was back at 0-0 zero to zero in the earlier portion of the second quarter. Recapping the scoring for you here, it was a 75-yard pass from Scott to Riccardi for Marion Central. Back at about the eight-and-a-half-minute mark of the second quarter, that made it 7-0. Then after a kickoff and the first play from scrimmage, it was a 29-yard interception. Wyatt Awe off a tip pass took it all the way for Marion Central and made it 14-0. We'll get to the Notre Dame scores in just a moment here as Marion Central will start the fourth quarter with the ball. Scott looking for a pass, left-hand side. Just over Wyatt Awe, nearly picked off. An incomplete pass, nearly picked off by Greg Burnett, missing the hands of Wyatt Awe just over his hands. So the second quarter scoring was Marion Central, but in the third quarter it was all Notre Dame. At the 8.46 mark, the first possession of the half for Notre Dame, it was Ty Gavin connecting with Brendan Cravens on a fourth and goal, a five-yard pass made it 14-7, and now a Gavin three-yard run on the previous possession tied up the game. Scott rolling to his right, looking to throw long and just over the reach of Anthony Riccardi and out of bounds. That's incomplete, and it'll be third down and 10. I'm sorry, third down and 19 coming up for Marion Central. We do have a flag on the field right now. An eligible receiver downfield coming against Marion Central, so now third and even longer. Dial it down, still showing second down. Marion Central heading back to their own goal line, being pinned down. 11.51 left to play in regulation. We're tied at 14. Decline penalty by Notre Dame makes it third down and 19. Ball spotted at the Marion 18. Nemasek in the backfield behind Gavin Scott. Two receivers on each side. Scott dropping back, looking to his right. Connects with A.J. Golombiski, and it's just out of his hands. Dropped at the 34-yard line. Fourth down and long coming up for the Canes. If Golombiewski didn't advance after the catch, he still would have been shy of the first down marker just by about a few yards. But that one just thrown maybe a little bit behind him, out of his hands, dropped, and now it'll be a fourth and 19 coming up for Marion Central from their own 18-yard line. Back deep will be Michael Valdez standing at the 
Marion 46-yard line. Jake Ball standing inside the 10. His punt is up in the air. That one falls at the 40, and Anthony Caprilli will down that one at the 44-yard line inside Marion territory. Good field position for the Dons. Here in the fourth quarter, they're looking to take their first lead of the game. They're actually going to put them at the 43-yard line on the far hash mark going left to right. At the end of the game, we will recap the scoring, but we're far from there as it's only 11.39 left to play here in regulation. We're still tied at 14. So it's going to be Ty Gavin once again in that Wildcat formation. This time he'll go right up the middle, escapes one tackle, bounces off the line, past the 40 and close to the 35-yard line, shy of the first down marker, but sets up a second and short at the far hash mark. And a Notre Dame player down. That one might be Ty Gavin. So as the trainer tends to the Notre Dame Don player, I want to remind you that WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio invites you to their fifth annual fall benefit and fundraiser on Friday, November 4th at Mundelein Seminary in Mundelein, Illinois. Doors open at 6 p.m. and the event will feature a live and silent auction, including fantastic seats to the Bears and Packers matchup at Soldier Field coming up in December. Dinner with keynote speaker, His Excellency George Rassus, Auxiliary Bishop of Chicago. To make reservations, call 224 206-8455, that's 224-206-8455, or visit wsficatholicradio.org and click on events. That's wsficatholicradio.org, then events. So Gavin runs off to the sideline carrying his helmet. Appears to be okay, but will probably sit out for a couple of plays. 3, 4, 4, so it's going to be second and four for Notre Dame. This time it'll be Michael Valdez. Michael Valdez in the Wildcat formation for the Dons. They've been running almost exclusively Wildcat here in the second half. Valdez takes it. Far hash mark. He gets past the first down to the 30. Inside the 30-yard line to the 25 and finally wrapped up at the 21-yard line. Big gain right there for Michael Valdez. A fresh set of downs for the Dons. They march upfield. So first down from the 22-yard line, Valdez. He's going to take it to the right-hand side this time. Almost taken down in the backfield to the 20 and wrapped up at the 17-yard line. On the tackle. Looked like Zach Turner might have come up with the tackle, if not Gustafson. So five-yard gain for 
four-yard gain for the Dons, second and six. Valdez takes it himself right up the middle to the 15-yard line, shy of the first down marker. It'll set up third and short. Dons marching downfield here in the fourth quarter, looking for their first lead of the game. Running game has been wearing down the Marion Central defense here in the second half. Third down and three coming up. 16-yard line. Two receivers on each side. Valdez from the near hash mark. Crosses the 15. Gets to the 10. And they'll say at the 13. As Nick Tegman wraps him up. Fourth down and short. Coming up for Notre Dame. Just under 10 minutes left to play. We're tied at 14. Big play right here. Fourth and one. This could be the turning point of the game right here. Valdez. I'm sorry, it's Ty Gavin in the backfield. Looks back to the sideline for the play call. Now back in action. Ball snapped right up the middle. And taken down, shoestring tackle. Coming up with it with Sam Limbaugh. And it's a turnover on downs. Big play by the Marion Central defense as they're able to stop Ty Gavin for what seems to be the first time of this second half. Marion Central will take over at their own 15-yard line on the left hash mark. Going right to left. 9.28 left to play. Big tackle right there by Sam Limbaugh. And now the Canes take over. Four receivers. Nemesek in motion. He takes the handoff. Going to the far end. Crosses the 15. And gets a short gain. Flag on the play. And it's going to be holding coming up against Marion Central. That one's going to push it back. What was once first and ten and what could have been second and nine is going to be coming back first and long for the Hurricanes. They'll spot that at the eight-yard line. They're looking to get to the 25. First and 18 for Marion Central. Nemesek in the backfield. Scott in his own end zone looking for a wide-open receiver. Potoff crossing the field. He doesn't find him. He rolls to the 10-yard line. Short gain on the play. On the near side, Jake Potoff running a slant route was open. Scott didn't see him, able to take it a couple yards and give him a, a little bit of breathing room. But he's at his own 10-yard line for second and long. 8.33 and counting. Second and 15 coming up from the right hash mark for Marion Central. Three receivers on the near side, Pearson, Riccardi, and Golombuski. Nemesek in the backfield, one receiver on the right. Scott looking to the left. It's being pursued. Runs and throws that away out of bounds, incomplete. Third and 15 coming up for Marion Central from the 10-yard line. Incomplete. Third and 15. 
8-12 left to play here in regulation. We're tied at 14. It's been all Notre Dame in terms of the offense here in the second half. Three receivers on the near side. Same ones we had before. Nemesek to the left of Scott. Scott looking to his left. He's in his own end zone, and he'll just throw that one down. And it'll be fourth down coming up. Not going to say intentional grounding on that one. Might have gotten out of the pocket and sets up fourth and 15. Jake Ball punting out of his own end zone. Michael Valdez stands at the Marion 35. Ball's kick is up. And that one goes out of bounds. Great field position for Notre Dame. It'll be at the 34-yard line where they spot it on the far hash mark. Notre Dame going left to right. 8.01 left to play. We're tied at 14. Notre Dame was stopped on a fourth and one deep into Marion territory on the previous possession. The Dons have not had a lead yet this game. Ty Gavin coming in once again. It looks like they're going to be running that Wildcat offense once again. Save for one play. The Dons have exclusively run the Wildcat here in the second half. Gavin running to his right. And a short gain. Still gets a couple of yards after the initial tackle past the 30-yard line. So it's going to be marked at the 29-yard line. Second and five coming up. Valdez now in the backfield for the Dons. He takes that one, coming to the left. Gets a good block. Now there's a flag on the play. Limbaugh misses him. Churak trying to get him at the 30 on the near side, and Valdez crawls to the 28, but there is a flag on the field as Valdez got back to the original line of scrimmage. Clock stops at 7.21 here in the fourth quarter. Holding coming up against Notre Dame. That will push them back. Ten yards. Now be a second and 15 coming up for the Dons. This one going to get pushed back to around the 40-yard line. Second and 16, just on the outside of the 40-yard line. We haven't seen Tom Dravick, the starting quarterback for the Dons in a while. Might be coming in here. For now, he remains on the sideline. It'll be Valdez in the backfield. Stands by himself at the 46-yard line. Valdez looking to pass. And that one's short as Valdez was taken down by Sam Limbaugh. And now we got a late flag coming. It might be a pass interference coming up against Marion Central. A 
Officials are talking it over at the 35-yard line. No call made as of yet. An eligible receiver downfield, so now the Don's going to get and now pass interference, yeah, offsetting penalties. So second down. It's an eligible receiver downfield and a pass interference, offsetting penalties. Second down and 16 at the Marion 40. Near hash mark. Don's going left to right. Michael Valdez in the backfield for the Dons. Wildcat offense. He's going to run over to his left. Wyatt Aw trying to take him down. Crossing the 40 is Valdez, and he gets taken down out of bounds at the 39-yard line. Third and long coming up for the Dons. Join WSFI 88.5 FM for the Healing the Whole Person Conference on October 28th and 29th at Marytown, Libertyville, Illinois. The conference will feature Kyle Clement, a 15-year veteran trainer of Catholic Priest Exorcists. He'll help us understand the satanic calendar, our Blessed Mother's role as protector, and help us identify our spiritual vulnerabilities. Father Bob Sears will focus on healing of unwanted generational tendencies, and Father Jim Curtin will address the topic of deliverance. If you register by October 1st, the conference is only $100. More on that in a moment. So we see Drayback in the game, throwing near side, connects to the receiver at the 34 and gets to the 33-yard line well short of a first down as Brendan Cravens got the ball there. It's going to be spotted at the 32-yard line. It'll be fourth down and nine coming up. You register by October 1st for that Healing Whole Person Conference. It's $100 for more information or to register for the conference. Visit WSFICatholicRadio.org or call 224 224- 206-8455, 224-206-8455. Big fourth down coming for the Dons. In Marion territory, it's fourth down and nine. At the 33-yard line, Drabeck from the 40, throwing near side, just shy of the first down marker. He connected on the pass, but Churak with a big tackle right there. Turnover on downs, and Marion takes over at their own 26-yard line. Flag on the play. An eligible receiver downfield. Penalty declined, and we do turnover downs. Marion Central taking over at their own 26-yard line. 5.26 left to play in regulation. We're tied at 14. We were tied at the beginning of the game like all games are. We were tied at... And that's it, 0-0 and 14-14. thought for a second there was a 7-7, but it was two Marion scores in the second quarter, two Notre Dame scores in the third quarter, and that's where we stand. Marion Central going from right to left, three receivers, four receivers, two on the near side, two on the far side. Nemesek in the backfield. Scott from the pistol at the 20-yard line. He's going to take it himself, rolling near side and pushed out of bounds right back at the line of scrimmage. Kyle Gallagher getting Scott out of bounds. It'll be second down and 10 from the same spot. The 26-yard line. line. 
5.20 left to play in the fourth quarter. Two receivers on each side. Nemasek to the right of Scott. In motion, Malmgren. Scott's going to keep it himself. He crosses the 30 to the 36-yard line, just shy of the first down marker, depending on the spot. Marion getting a decent spot, and they're within sneezing distance of a first down. Third and inches coming up. Crowd rumbling the bleachers here at Legends Field on the campus of Notre Dame College Prep in Niles, Illinois. Third and short coming up. Marion Central trying to convert. In motion, Malmgren. Scott going to keep it himself. Crosses the 40-yard line. Just enough for a first down. Big run right there. Fresh set of downs for the Canes. 4.33 left to play here in the fourth quarter. And after the spot, the clock will be rolling once again. They put the clock in motion. 43-yard line in Marion territory. Canes trying to pound the ball downfield and get either in field goal range or get a touchdown to retake the lead. Pot off the near receiver. Golombuski. And Malmgren in motion. Scott going to keep it himself, and he gets taken down behind the line of scrimmage at the 40-yard line. Might have been a miscommunication between the running back, Brian Nemesek and Gavin Scott. Scott takes it himself, loses two yards. It's second and 12 coming up at the 41-yard line for the Canes. 3.47 and counting here in the fourth quarter. Both teams with all three of their timeouts remaining. Pistol formation, three receivers on the far side. Scott from the pistol, Nemesek behind him. Scott looking left, finds Potoff at the 48-yard line. Potoff trying to go forward. His momentum is stopped. And it's going to be Greg Burnett on the tackle. Just shy of the 50-yard line. It'll be third down and four coming up. From the left hash mark near side, third down and four. Under three minutes left to play and counting here in the fourth quarter. We're tied at 14. Nemesek lines up to the right of Gavin Scott. Three receivers on the far side, pot off on the near side. Scott takes it himself. Gets jammed up at the 50-yard line. Barely a gain there. That'll set up fourth at about four or three. <laughs> Scott looking for one of his teammates to pick him up, and he finally gets Moise, Moises Camandula picking him up. Poor guy, the SFI Player of the Week. Not getting any, any love after taking that himself. Fourth and short. Punt crew comes on for Marion Central. 2-18 and counting here in the fourth quarter. Jake Ball stands at his own 40-yard line. Michael Valdez stands at his own 25-yard line. Ball's punt bounces at the 25. Valdez is just going to let that bounce right in front of him inside the 20-yard line, and Marion Central is just going to let the whistle blow at 156 at the 16-yard line. 
84 yards to the end zone for Notre Dame. If they can score a touchdown, all they need to do is get into field goal range with three timeouts in their back pocket to take a lead and win this game. Luke Schutt, the quarterback, saw him come in and make a completion earlier in this game. I believe this is only the... Now we have a flag on the play. Maybe a legal substitution coming against Notre Dame. That'll pin them back another five yards. Notre Dame at their own 11-yard line, first down and 15. 156 left to play in regulation. We're tied at 14. Both teams with three timeouts. Luke Schutt still in the game. Second time that a quarterback has been in for Notre Dame. Ball is fumbled, and Notre Dame gets that one kicked back to them at the 10-yard line. Almost a big break for Marion Central with great field position, but Notre Dame staying fortunate. The second and long coming up. Timeout, Marion Central. They're going to talk it over. Here were the, a buck 42 left on the clock. We're tied at 14. Do you like the idea of supporting our local Catholic high schools and their sports programs? Well, then consider sponsoring these broadcasts. WSFI 88.5 FM will market your organization during the game, and you'd make these games possible to air. Sponsorship packages start as low as $135 per game. We reach up to 1.3 million listeners in parts of northern Illinois and southern Wisconsin. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Contact us at info at wsfiradio.org or call 224-206-8455. That's 224-206-8455. Second and 15 coming up from the 11-yard line. Handoff up the middle. And that one went to Miles George for a short gain, and that sets up third and long for Notre Dame. Another timeout being used by Marion. Here with a minute 38 left to play. Want an example of a false sense of security? How about relying on the life insurance you get through the work to pay for all of your final expenses? Do you have plans to retire someday, or do you plan on working at that company for the rest of your life? The fact is, you may lose your life insurance when you leave a company. Call Matt Tomlinson from Catholic Financial Life as he invites you to share your hopes and dreams with him. To discuss your options for protecting your family, call Matt at 847-548-MATT. That's 847 847- 5486288 products and services not available in all areas. Marion Central has used two of their timeouts this half. They have one remaining. It's going to be third down and 13 yards to go for Notre Dame. 138 remaining on the clock. We're tied at 14. If this one goes into overtime, this will be the second straight week that the Canes have played in overtime. They lost last week 45 to 38 to Carmel. Back in Woodstock. We had that game for you here. Lambert trying to draw the offense off sides. 
pass over on the near side, just inside the 20-yard line, and the momentum stopped. Pushed out of bounds, and it's going to be a personal foul. A rough penalty coming up. On the reception was Nick Ruiz as he was thrown down by one of the Marion Central defensive backs. Was caught by Brennan Cravens. So that might give Notre Dame a fresh set of downs there on what would have been a fourth and long. Discipline an issue late in the game here with only 89 seconds left. Notre Dame trying to get into field goal range. We're tied at 14. Ball is going to be spotted at the Notre Dame 36-yard line. First down and 10 near hash mark. Luke shut in at quarterback. Two receivers on each side. Ty Gavin in the backfield. Fake handoff. Shoot throwing. Connects over on the left hash mark. Short gain for Greg Burnett. Second down and eight coming up. Actually, second and six coming up. Coming from the 40-yard line. Just under a minute left to play. Clock is ticking. 54 seconds. Two receivers on the near side, two on the far side. Handoff up the middle at the 44-yard line. Shy of the first down marker. It sets up third and short for the Dons here with 39 seconds left. This one might be going to overtime. Tied at 14. Clock continues to tick. Luke Schutt, the junior quarterback, trying to run the show, and a timeout is called. Notre Dame will use their first one at 26 seconds left in the fourth quarter. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio is committed to bring quality Catholic and local programs like this all-star Catholic high school game of the week. We can only do that with listeners' financial support. Take a moment now to donate online at wsficatholicradio.org or mail your tax-deductible donation to WSFI Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois, 60048. That's WSFI Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois, 60048. Donations of any amount are greatly appreciated. 14 to 14, 26 seconds left in regulation. Notre Dame far away from field goal range, but they do still have two timeouts. Ball spotted at their own 44-yard line. They need at least 30 to 35 yards to get into field goal range. Two receivers on each side. Luke shut in shotgun. Ty Gavin to his right. Ball snapped. Shut throwing near side. Finds Cravens, crosses the 50, and is brought down for a first down at the 48-yard line in Marion Territory. 21 seconds, and the clock will continue to run as soon as the whistle is blown. And there it is. The clock starts running. 20 seconds and counting. First down. Shut. Throwing. Far side. Wide open at the 40 and dropped. A drop ball right there. Would have pushed the ball a little bit forward. It's going to be second down and 10 with 12 seconds left. 
Notre Dame with two timeouts remaining. They're trying to get into field goal range. Wind pushing in that direction. Blowing from the south towards the north in the direction that the Dons are trying to travel. From shotgun. Shut at the 48-yard line in Marion territory. Two receivers on each side. Ty Gavin in the backfield to his right. Ball snapped. 12 seconds left. Shut throwing up the middle. Riley Lambert on the coverage there as Nick Ruiz was the intended receiver. Stops the clock at nine seconds left. It's going to be third down and ten. We'll do it all over again on third down. 49-yard line in Marion Territory. Nine seconds left in regulation. Notre Dame with two timeouts. We're tied at 14. Ball snapped. Handoff. Gavin crosses the 45, spinning and getting to the 40-yard line. Four seconds and counting. Whistle finally blows at 2.5. It's well short of a first down. It's going to be fourth and two. Timeout called by Notre Dame. I'd imagine they would not be kicking a field goal here as this would be a about a 60-yarder coming up here. There's only been one 60-yard field goal in the NFL this year. It's by the uh, Arizona kicker. I'm not even going to begin to try and pronounce it. Catanzaro? Catanzaro? I don't know. Good fantasy pickup if you guys want it. little tip from me to you. Two seconds left here in regulation. Notre Dame with the ball. They have one timeout remaining. I imagine they will probably not get a chance to use it. They're going to have to go end zone on this one for the win. If not, we'll be heading to overtime for the second straight week here on the WSFI 88.5 All-Star Catholic High School Game of the Week. We had an exciting one as Marion Central's homecoming went to two overtimes, but unfortunately the home team losing as Carmel won that game 45-38. Got a final in the American League Championship Series. The Cleveland Indians... Able to hold on and win 2 to nothing. Great pitching performance by Corey Kluber. But what matters is this. 2.5 seconds left. Notre Dame has to go end zone. Ball snapped. Shoot. He's got three receivers on the far side. Jake Ball wraps him up at the 50-yard line. We're going to overtime. 14 to 14. And two straight weeks we have an overtime game on the All-Star Catholic High School Game of the Week on WSFI 88.5. You are listening to the All-Star Catholic High School Game of the Week on WSFI Antioch, 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. Overtime game, 14-14 between Marion Central and Notre Dame. Big game for both teams as the season will stay alive if Marion Central can come away with a victory and an automatic playoff qualification for Notre Dame if they can come away with a victory. Let's recap the scoring, shall we? First quarter, nobody scores. Second quarter, Marion Central with two touchdowns. Came at the eight-minute portion of the second quarter as Patsy Riccardi received a 75-yard pass from Gavin Scott going all the way in for an end zone. Then the next play from scrimmage, it's a tipped pass, and Wyatt Awe takes it in for Marion Central on the turnover. That made it 14 to nothing with Matt Darbro extra point kicks. 
That was our score at halftime. And in the third quarter at the 8.46 mark on a fourth and goal, Ty Gavin, the star sophomore running back running from the Wildcat formation, passed to Brendan Cravens for five yards. A perfect extra point made it 14-7. to Then with 24 seconds left in the third quarter, it was Ty Gavin running three yards in by himself for a rushing touchdown. That tied things up at 14 apiece. No one scored in the fourth quarter. We got an exciting one here in Niles, Illinois at Legends Field on the campus of Notre Dame College Prep. To recap how the overtime rules work, they'll spot you at the 10-yard line. You'll get four opportunities to try and bring the ball in. And then it will go to the other team for their attempt. If they cannot match that or best that, we go to a second overtime where the possession switch with the team that had the ball second will get the ball first. And the team that started with the ball in the first overtime will get it second in overtime and we'll keep switching until we finally have a winner. Teams have yet to meet at the middle of the field on the gold ND signifying Notre Dame. Looks exactly like the University of Notre Dame logo, logo, the college out of South Bend, Indiana. But we're in Niles, Illinois. I want to remind you that if you're enjoying this All-Star Catholic High School football game of the week, you can listen to it again later on demand. Visit wsficatholicradio.org. Click on Listen, then Programming. That's WSFICatholicRadio.org. Listen, then programming. Teams will now meet at the middle of the field to determine which end zone will be will be going to and who will get the ball first. Got a final out of Chicago. Marist with a 31-14 victory over Bennett. So that must have been a Missed, uh, it must have been Maris 17 to 14 at the half because I had a different score when I gave you the halftime score. If Bennett ended with 14, there's no way they had 17 at halftime. So Marist, the de facto ESCC champion as they improved to 6 and 0, Bennett drops to 5 and 1, Marist improving to 7 and 1 on the season. So it's going to be Jake Ball meeting up with. Jimmy Toliotopoulos, both seniors representing their schools.
an exciting one between St. Viator and Nazareth. Uh, last we had heard about 10 minutes ago, Nazareth with a 20-17 to 17 lead. Just under four minutes left in regulation of that game. Nazareth desperately needing a win to improve to 4-4. Four and four, Where they hope next week, if they can pull off the win against St. Vider this week, they would need a win over Marion Catholic out of Chicago Heights. So the first overtime will start with Marion Central going first over at the north end zone. They'll be spotted at the 10-yard line and be given four chances to try and score. If they can get a touchdown, then Notre Dame has to match that exactly. And if Notre Dame doesn't, then Marion will be the winner. If Marion fails to score, all Notre Dame would need is a field goal to win the game. Last week, Gavin Scott fumbled just two yards away from trying to tie it up in the second overtime. Here's Scott under center, throwing over to the near side. A.J. Golombeski, and that's out of his hands. No, they do call it a touchdown. He did catch it. So on the first play, A.J. Golombeski successful, and Marion Central strikes first on the first play of overtime. Looks like that one just got out of his hands and near side, but he stayed with it. So we got a funny angle from our box there, but Golombeski catches the pass from Scott, his first snap under center tonight. And now Darbro will attempt the extra point. Ball is snapped. Darbro's kick is up and good. He remains perfect on the year, and it's a 21-14 game. Notre Dame needs to equal that mark in order to continue. They could score a touchdown and go for two. A successful two-point conversion would be a victory at 22-21 should Notre Dame be able to do that. Same end zone, north side of the field. They switch possessions. Notre Dame offense getting ready to come out from their sideline. Marion's defense already on the field. Here come the Dons. It should be noted that they ran the Wildcat almost exclusively in the second half. And they got Gavin once again in the Wildcat from the 10-yard line. Ball snapped. Gavin taking it to the right-hand side, curving around the 10 and taken down at about the 6-yard line. Second down and goal coming up for the Dons. From the right hash mark at the six-yard line, Gavin going to go back the other way, left-hand side. Curving to the outside, misses one tackler and brought down inside the five-yard line. It'll set up third and just about two or three yards away. 
They'll place them at the four. Third down and goal from the four-yard line. Hurricanes need two straight stops in order to be victorious. Dons need a touchdown and an extra point to equal or a touchdown and a two-point conversion to win. Ty Gavin going straight up the middle. Rolls around one tackle. Did he get in? They say no. It's going to be dangerously close. Fourth down. About a one. Put him at the half-yard line, one-yard line. This is it. This will be... This will be the stop for Marion Central for the victory if they can do it. Or this will keep things going if Notre Dame can score. Fourth and goal here in the first overtime. Dons need to get into the end zone. They're going to use a timeout. So as they head to the sidelines, want to remind you about the WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio 5th Annual Fall Benefit and Fundraiser. It's going to be Friday, November 4th at Mundelein Seminary in Mundelein, Illinois. Doors open at 6 p.m. and the event will feature a live and silent auction, including fantastic seats to the Bears and Packers matchup at Soldier Field this December, as well as dinner with keynote speaker His Excellency George Rassus, Auxiliary Bishop of Chicago. To make reservations for that fall benefit, call 224 206-8455. That's 224-206-8455. Or visit WSFICatholicRadio.org and click on events. That's WSFICatholicRadio.org, then events. Don's coming back from the sideline. Fourth down and goal from the one-yard line. They need to get across the goal line in order to keep this thing going. If Marion can stop them, they will be victorious for the first time in a few weeks since they faced Juliet Catholic. Ball snap. Gavin coming up the middle. Wyatt off grabs him. We're waiting for a mark. Marion Central celebrating. No word from the officials yet. Marion Central celebrating. This one's over. Marion Central victorious. After they lost last week in overtime, they come victorious this week in overtime. Final score. Canes 21. Notre Dame 14. An upset in Niles, Illinois, and the season's still alive for the Canes. They improve to 4-4 four and four and need a victory next week at St. Patrick to keep their season alive. Teams will shake hands at the 50-yard line. Let's recap the scoring for you. Back in the second quarter, it was a Patsy Riccardi 75-yard reception from Gavin Scott. That made it 7-0. A 29-yard pick six by Wyatt Awe. Made it 14-0 on the next play from scrimmage. That was the score we carried into halftime. And then the first possession for the Dons in the third quarter on a fourth and goal. Ty Gavin, the star sophomore, playing in the Wildcat formation, found Brendan Cravens for a five-yard pass. That made it 14-7. Then Gavin had a three-yard run late in the third. That made it 14-14. After nobody scored in the fourth, we headed to overtime. Marion Central on the first play in overtime. Gavin Scott finds A.J. Golombuski on a 10-yard pass. Extra point from Darbro was good. And four straight stops from Marion Central. Stopped Ty Gavin just inches away from the goal line from tying things up. And that's how we ended it. The final score from Niles, Illinois at Legends Field on the campus of Notre Dame College Prep. It's the Marion Central Hurricanes 21 and the... 
Notre Dame Dons 14. Coming up next on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio is the Night Prayer, followed by regularly scheduled programming. I want to thank you for joining us on the WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio All-Star Catholic High School Game of the Week. We had a great one. Go back and listen to it. WSFI Radio. Thank you, everyone. I'm Paul Savari, and we'll see you next week. We'll send it back to the studio.